apologies, everyone. My call literally dropped right after my greeting. And I'm going to let Jamie in. Hello. Just Jamie's here. <laughs> I am here. Sitting here going, hello, hello, it's not working. Yeah, I literally, uh, my call literally dropped right after I, I said good evening. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're connected now. Hello, Karen. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah. Excellent. I'm having an okay day myself. Uh, trying to go out of town tomorrow, so I'm like cleaning my house. I'm cleaning my house because I don't want my pet sitter to see how I live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to clean up a little before he comes in, right? Yeah. Uh, you ever notice? You ever notice that you, you clean, people are coming over, so you clean up. And then they come in, and you're like, excuse the mess. You know, it's like, yeah. why not tell them the truth? This is the cleanest my house has been in six years. That's right. I'm cleaning yeah. to go out of town. I'm cleaning for a guy who comes in for five minutes. Uh, and I still have no hot water in my house. Today, I heated water on the stove to wash dishes, much like the pioneers did on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> How are you taking the I uh so I took a shower at my friend's house on Saturday, like a proper shower. And then Sunday Saturday night I took a shower at my friend's house. Sunday night I took like a very fast cold shower. Yesterday I didn't take one. Today I took a very fast cold shower. It's like going, you know, I travel internationally for work, I go places with no shower, with no hot water. And uh so it's like being in the it. Peace Corps. It's like being in the Peace Corps. You turn on, you get in the cold water real quick, get all wet, turn it off, soak yourself up, turn it back on, get you know washed. But <laughs> my hair, my hair, my hair is on day three of bedhead. I mean, I don't wash my hair every day anyway, right? But my hair has not. My hair is getting bigger and bigger. But it just takes. I'm not yeah, wearing the cold water. You're not washing your hair with the freezing cold water. It's probably not quite as bad. It's more. There's no. There's no that. shaving of legs. There's no washing of hair. You take a quick shower. And oh, guess what? They said we might have hot water on Friday. The boiler blew. There was three feet of water in the boiler room, and it blew up the electrical panel. Good luck. So anyway, at least, at least you have power. Remember when I didn't have power yeah. for like half a week and was using a, we finally got the yeah. um, generator after a while. Yeah. And at least Very it's not winter. Fun. Like it's not, it's not yeah. that bad taking a cold shower when it's 86 degrees outside, right? Yeah. We had no yeah. heat when that happened to us. That, yeah. that can get really bad. So yeah, at least yeah. You're, you had the, you have the no hot water in the summer. That's better than, yeah. well, it's not as summer as it yeah. was, but I mean, it's still summer. So, yeah. So in other news, my team won a gold medal in my boat race on Saturday. I know. Congratulations. Cool. Very exciting. Yes, I have this little gold medal here. And just this afternoon, I bought tickets to go see the Ravens play in London next month. Go to the <gasps> NFL game in London. Oh, wow. Oh, I am so mad at you. I want to go to London That's awesome. so bad. Okay, I'm really jealous. That's really cool. I've been trying to buy tickets ever since they went on. They, got, they sold out in like 15 minutes the day they went on sale, right? Um and so I've been, like, watching the resale market, and two tickets came up today. So I bought them. And it's Ticketmaster UK, so there are fees, but they're not like Ticketmaster. Like, the fees are more highly regulated. I only paid $24, no, like 30 bucks in fees for, like, 
two NFL tickets. Which I, is, anyway, I think I'm going to go to London. that much in fees to go to that convention in Pittsburgh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Football is back. I'm going to go. If my boss is listening, I'm going to need a day or two off. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, things are good on my side down here. Uh, and uh, Oh, and I started watching a new show that we can talk about later today. I started watching The Changeling on Apple TV. And I'm feeling like start- Apple TV. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I want to watch that. I haven't started watching it yet, uh, but I, that is on my list. That's my next thing. I'm starting to feel like Apple TV is becoming like it is this year's go-to spot for good sci-fi because we like Invasion. Yeah. Um, I'm watching. It took a long time Silo. to get into Foundation. Silo. Silo's awesome. Um, Foundation was rough, but now that I'm into it, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot to like about Foundation. Season two is much better. For All Mankind is on Apple TV, and that, I mean, you could – I don't know if I'd call it science fiction, but it's like an alternate past alternate. and future of the U.S. space program, right? Yeah. Like, Apple TV is doing some really good sci-fi. Um, yeah. And it's only like five ninety nine a month or something that I signed up for. Uh, I get it for free. So we could... <laughs> oh, you do? So does Jamie. I think you, you iPhone yeah, get it for three, free, right? I get it for free well, through T-Mobile. I was going to say, my phone oh, yeah. ran out, but I get screeners, so... I don't yeah. uh, usually get it. Um, well, AJ, you want to watch The Changeling? And have you watched it, Jamie? Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I have not. I'm definitely planning on it. I, I am, so I am the, doing really crap this week with TV. I, I text messages you guys. I don't know. My brain just died because I promised you guys I would watch Wheel of Time. And then I looked at the phone today, and Karen's like, this is what's on. We're going to talk about it. I'm like, oh, shit, we did it again. And, I really and I'm like, there's I not even anything on, there's not even anything to watch. There's been a strike, the strike is in its fifth month. To be month. fair, to be fair, yesterday I watched a whole series. So it, I would have watched it if I'd thought about it yesterday, but I wouldn't have had time anyway because I did do that. But I am sorry. I will watch it next week, I promise. I really actually want to see it. I just keep forgetting. The Changeling? I, I watched, yeah, no, um, the Wheel of Time. A real time, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, if you can only watch one, the change one's way better. Um, uh, but uh, oh, no, I don't know. I won't. I would. I the change one only three. So here's what I'm going to say about it. Only the first three episodes have aired. So there is there's a chance of actually catching up with it if you try now. Right? It's not um, five only. Oh my God, Jamie! It is like I'm not sure. It's like horror. It's like paranormal. I'm not really sure what it is, actually. So when I I was a little, when I saw the promo, I was a little afraid it might be too scary for me because, you know, I'm a total wuss with horror, right? And, You're like me. Yeah. You know, and it's out there that the story is about, um, in a nutshell, this is, this is not a spoiler because this is what the synopsis is that's out there. Uh, like the wife goes to, before they're married, the girlfriend goes to Brazil and she goes to this lake that they're like, don't go there. There's like a creepy witch there. Uh, and she goes there and she meets the creepy witch. And the witch is like, make three wishes. And I'm going to tie this string around your wrist and don't cut them off until the three wishes come true. And she's like, and she doesn't really believe in it, right? And she comes home and the boyfriend, of course, cuts it off her wrist for reasons. 
and then the wishes start coming true, but, like, I'm like, is it about a creepy witch? Is it about magic? Is it about, like, I'm not really sure what's going on, and I don't even want to say, like, there's a part it's of about it that magic I was like. Karen doesn't hate it. <laughs> like, it's about creepy, evil, black magic, maybe, or they could just be crazy and, like, hallucinating, and it's not even real, and they just think it's real because, like, you know, you go to a psychic, and then you, shit happens, and, like, a psychic. I don't know, but hearing you describe it, if you like it, it must be really good, because usually, let's see, hallucinations, Karen hates. Crazy, crazy <laughs> magic, Karen hates. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. The first yeah, three episodes are very, very good, um, and I really liked it. I don't want to say much more about it. Uh, if you guys are going to watch it, I think that if, if AJ is going to watch it, you should try and we can talk about it. And if the rest, if the the first three, I think dropped all at once. So if the rest of it is good as these first three, it'll be a good show. So I check it watched, out. And it, yeah, I watched Prime Video, and that isn't out yet. But uh, I watched Wilderness because I talked to the director today, which is Jenna Coleman's um, new show. And it's also got Eric Balfour in it, which is awesome. I thought it was a British show. I don't know why. I guess I just thought that because she was in it. But <laughs> it's not. I mean, because it's been it's filmed in, in America, in Canada, and in the U.K. But, um, but mm-hmm. I watched that. It's about – and now that – now Taylor Swift's song stuck in my head. It's like, because that's how it was advertised. When I saw the email, the, the theme for it is, look what may, you made me do. And it's like in my head. But um, anyway, it's about her husband has an affair, uh, an affair and uh, kind of what she does after that. Um, that's okay. different than what I've seen her play before. I mean, not that I've only seen Doctor Who, but obviously that's mostly what I've seen, but uh, I don't know, I was surprised. I liked it. It was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like sci-fi or anything, you know, it wasn't necessarily the genre yeah. I usually It was pretty good. I liked it. I watched it all in one day, right. so clearly it, it kept okay. me right. interested, but that will be soon. Um, right, that cool. and I started watching Across the Spider-Verse. I watched about a third oh, of it, really liked I it. Seen it yet. And then... Then turned it to watch what Big Brother or something with my family. <laughs> like it's Big Brother's on turn it. So that, like, I got just about about a third of it. I got to go back and watch the end later. So mm. yeah, all right. So that, well, that's been yeah. my extent of what I've watched this week. I I would say also get yourself caught up on this stuff. We're gonna I guess we're gonna talk in a minute, but get yourself caught up also because the real estate is back October fourth. Oh, I did, that was the other thing. You know what? I forgot. I did watch that. I watched three of those. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That's that was good. Um, we like that show, right. so you you know it's good. All right. Um, so I will all just right. say I enjoy. <laughs> that's all I'll say. And we'll, all right. we'll talk about that when it starts up. Yeah, get on some of the stuff because it. You know what? It's talk. It's turning into the Karen and AJ show, which we love. Well, but we love your opinion too. Look at it this way. <laughs> look, look at it this way. You can't yell at me. I won't be behind for surreal today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I will. I now I have more time. I just these past couple of days I've been doing a lot of work too with the computer I know. stuff. So I, I know, and I owe you work also. And you've been um, yes, you owe me an article, but you've been super busy with work too. So it's just been kind of yeah, kind of yeah. a lot. But yeah, um, and yours went up so, too. I should, did I mention that? I can't even remember if I mentioned. No, it. no, no, no. You didn't mention it yet. No. So why don't you talk really? Oh, you did. You talked about the movie last week, didn't you? I mentioned it last week, Dante. Okay. Dante and Aristotle, I think I mentioned it last week, yeah. So, yeah. 
that, that movie opened over the, maybe Friday or definitely Saturday, uh, and the article is up now with the director. Okay. Um, yep. She's the writer and the director, but the writing half of her brain is on strike. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to talk about that. <laughs> and the, uh, yeah. And the Daryl Dixon interview is up as well. I haven't seen that. I'm going to read that. Yeah. So, yep, yep. Uh, on that note, should Do we, we jump around to Daryl Dixon? His first language is in on that French. Note. <laughs> we'll just say, oh, yeah. No, good. It's, 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 French French. Not, not great to transcribe, but other than that. No. All right. All right. Yeah, so let's, let's move on. People who are listening are probably like, shut up already. All yeah. right. So we'll talk about Daryl Dixon. And I will also mention that Sarah's very detailed recap is up too, if people want to read it. Oh, is is uh, what's her name, Christine, doing those or? No, Sarah does those. Sarah does those. She writes the recap. All right. Cool. I got to read the recap. Recap and a very detailed recap. So people. Okay, good. I want I want to read it because you know what? There's parts of there was, so this was it was at least seventy five minutes this episode, right? Yeah. Um, I think it was seventy five minutes. Um. There was stuff to like, and there are ways in which it is an improvement over some of the schlock uh, the Gimple universe has been putting out lately. But there were also some parts of it that were the typical problems and some other, like, silly shit that happened, right? And some ways yeah. that it was not wholly original. Uh, yeah, but there no, were parts that I were – There were parts that were good that I liked. I didn't, like, hate it. I'm not going to slam it for the next 20 minutes like I usually do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, out of all of them, now I know from, from her review, I think I liked it more than Sarah did. She has a review up there, too. But um, I, I like the show. I think it's um, the, the better than the other spinoffs, definitely. Um, I, I agree with you. Yes, it has its issues. Some of the stuff I think we've – and I think that's part of the problem, too. I think me and you, we've kind of, like, gotten used to certain things, and we're, we'd, like, excuse it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain pieces that we just kind of are so used to saying, well, that's what you did for you. No, but it is, it's pretty good. I mean, I watched it all the way through, and, and I was entertained. I didn't find myself as much, like, as we have some of the other ones feeling like, oh, you know, ripping it apart as much. All right. I think it's right. good. You, you mean now, you watched the whole eight or ten episodes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and I'm not going to go, I'm not going to obviously talk about the other ones, but yeah, um, yeah. Again, you kind of, though, to some extent, almost have to look at it as a different show, kind of like you did Dead City. Um, I mean, this one, I would say, definitely feels like, like Dead City completely seemed to, like, ignore the other show. And I, I guess this one doesn't quite as much. But um, Daryl is a little bit different in this, I, I guess. I don't know. Well, but, uh, I mean, so... There's a moment in this show, show where one of the characters says, I don't know if it's, you know, when, in the beginning of the show when Daryl meets that woman and the old man that he's like yeah. trading food with or whatever. I don't know if it's her or if it's sister, what's her name? Sister Anna, sister Emma, I forget her name. Um, uh, the main character played by, I'm going to say your name wrong, Clemence Poesy, right? Uh, plays yep. her. <laughs> Um, sister, I'm going to call sister Anna, I think is her name, but that's not a very French name. So I'm probably wrong. I'm going to look, I got to Google it while we talk. Let me look, um, you know, I'm horrible at names. So I am too. I'm horrible. Yeah. I'm I barely, I barely know your name. 
Um, I'm so bad at names. Um, uh, it might be, she might be the one, but somebody says to Daryl, it has been 12 years. She says something about it being 12 years. Um, or, or she says the nuns have adapted after 12 years or we've adapted oh, our the apocalypse starting. Yeah. Yeah. She I says no it's 12 years. In into, she says it's 12 years into the apocalypse, right? Yeah, so, I keep track of it, so I have no clue how far the other one is. And, and so uh, it's not clear to me how long Daryl's been gone from Alexandria, because at the end of The Walking Dead, he, like, leaves, and he, he's going to go, like, he leaves on his motorcycle, and he, he's going out to see what's out there, but he's really going, we all know he's trying to find Rick, right? Um, yeah. He's going out to find other, and so we don't know how he, how he washes up in a rowboat in France. I mean, we find out a little more at the end about, we still don't know where the rowboat yeah. came from, but we find out a little more. Um, and so there are things that bother me that 12 years into the apocalypse, you know, in France, they also have unlimited gasoline. Like this guy's driving Jeeps around everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And how, how do they have, I don't know what kind of fuel a massive container ship. That's a container ship that he's up, that mm-hmm. at the end, right? Yeah. yeah. What kind of fuel... Yeah, how I'm not much sure how wrecking the ship, but that's <laughs> this is kind of what I mean. We know that some of the some of the science on the show isn't always uh, doesn't yeah. always make they a whole lot even, of sense. They don't even care stuff. about it. Like we're not supposed yeah. to ask these questions. But Dead City no. did make a point of explaining where of they're explaining. getting fuel, yeah. right? And Fear the Walking Dead did have them refine oil into fuel, right? Like some of the shows have attempted oh, to. Yeah. I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of gallons of fuel does it, right? I did see on the front of the ship was a, um, like a wind mill turbine thing, right? But it was mm-hmm. hardly big enough that it would power that ship. But anyway, yeah, there was stuff like that. Uh, one thing that bothered me was I felt like, so you're, you're like, well, it's a different show and it's leaving some stuff behind and I get that. But what it's bringing in is an established Daryl, right? Did you feel that Daryl made some very uncharacteristic rookie mistakes in this episode? Yeah. In terms of trusting, trusting people, right? Yeah. I, I mean, well, first I want to say the, the fact that he kind of got everything he needed at the beginning was a little little surprising but yeah he he got burnt pretty easy because obviously he got too close i mean granted he didn't know that the walkers could do that so it's not really his fault but he i was surprised that even happened but yes i agree he trusts these people i mean to some extent sometimes you have to trust people but like he barely saw them like he just automatically trusted them automatically took their side and killed somebody to protect them not knowing anything about them yeah. yeah, and, and I knew, I don't know about you, but I, I, I immediately was like, that guy's not blind. What is with that eye patch? That's a fake out, right? Like, I knew they were fakers, right? Um, yeah. You just knew, and Daryl, you're right, he trusted them immediately. I also, in, in the opening, I guess it's in the cold open maybe, or right after the cold open, the opening scene there, where Daryl walks into that warehouse, and, he, and it, it ends up being full of zombies, right? And mm. I felt like, come on, Daryl, he didn't even like really barely check around for zombies. And then, like, he, like they were moving around and making noise. Like, I hate on Walking Dead when experienced characters don't hear the noise the zombies are making two feet behind them. They're not Especially silent. Zombies, zombies are not good, quiet. Right? He's a yeah. Good, he's uh, a good uh, everybody, he shouldn't uh, do that. But I don't know what what irritated me actually the most was was a, a line he said 
and I can't remember exactly what he said, but I think it was um, Laurent asked him if he has a family, and he's like, no. Like, I know that he doesn't have, like, a family family, but I, I don't know. Like, he didn't even, like, mention anybody. You know what I mean? Like, the whole show, it, it's, like, about them and, and his friends and everything. Like, he doesn't even say, like, oh, I live with a group of people or, oh, there's people I care about. I mean, he's sort of, like, almost adopted Judith and uh, RJ right now. I mean, not not exactly, yeah. but, I mean, he's, like, taking yeah. care of – I don't know. That that irritated me um, that, he, that he said that. And, and I know that this show isn't that show, but – I just feel like there could have been some kind of like referenced it where it could have been like, you know, I I don't, my real family's dead, but um, I found a family or I have friends or, you know, some, just something that wasn't what he said. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like my brother died, but I, ha- I have a new family. I have people who became my family uh, kind of thing. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying that you feel like you, um, I mean, again, we don't know how long he's been separated from them. And by the end of the episode, it turns out that, you know, all he'll say is he made some bad decisions and he ended up on a tanker ship, which presumably he was taken aboard, kidnapped, made a prisoner. I mean, I think they refer to him as a prisoner, right? The prisoners. There were prisoners on the ship who presumably left the United States, uh, wherever Daryl was, uh, and were taken to France. Uh, and he, he, escapes, he escaped. Somehow they escaped. All the prisoners escaped, and he escaped somewhere close to the coast of France because I don't believe that he spent very much time in that. I mean, how much time did he spend in that rowboat? Not much. It's not like Daryl yeah, Dixon knows how to sail the high seas in a in a rowboat, right? Um, so So there's like... I mean, like, so maybe we're getting too, maybe we should backtrack and not really talk about the end just now at the beginning. There are things that I liked about this. I mean, I liked, I mean, I I thought, okay, the scenery is gorgeous. They shot on location in France and there are some legit, right? And it's a type of, it's a type of scenery we haven't seen before because this is America, not Europe, right? And nothing was, you know, we don't have that kind of like ancient architecture and just the cliffs and all. And even the interiors are pretty good. Like the interior of the of the monastery of the of the of the convent. I mean, it wasn't like it's obviously a set. It's clearly not like being shot on location in a castle necessarily, right? It's clearly right. a set they built. Um, no, you're right. There, there, there is like scenery, but it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. Um, I also like that they abandon it pretty much in this first episode. It looks like they're going on the road, which one of the problems that The Walking Dead has had for a long time was that they would invest money in a set, and then and then they would spend too much time there, and they would be, like, on Herschel's farm for, like, freaking ever, or they'd be yeah, in, like, some location forever because they had built this set and wanted to get their money's worth out of it or whatever, right? And I get it that yeah. sets are expensive, but this this, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, I, I like stay all season in one place, so that's – yeah. I mean, I, I I don't love the storyline of the child savior that someone needs to bring to safety. Right? Yeah, and this is where everybody is like had compared it to The Last of Us. And it's not like The Last of Us, but obviously that idea of 
bringing a kid who supposedly can save people or is the represents hope or whatever is their reasoning for you know they want Laurent to to go over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, but it's definitely it's not, not a unique storyline. Let's put it that way. Right. It's not The Last of Us necessarily, but no. if we sat here and brainstormed right now, the three of us could come up with probably at least a dozen shows or movies rather that have had that, you know. That's true. I mean, people are comparing it to The Last of Us because right now that's what's popular. But you're right. That's not – it's kind of like when you talk about, like, the the story of, like, you know, the orphan kid who grows up and, you know, like, they kind of, to some extent, a lot of those stories are – yeah, or even something like you know, Legion, not the show, the, mo- the movie Legion, where the woman is, she, you know, her child is the second coming, and they have to defend, like, themselves in the diner, and then at the end they go on the road to, like, raise this child. Or, I mean, there have been many, yeah. many, many shows and movies that are, like, this kid has to be taken. I mean, there have been many zombie movies about or shows about the one person who's immune who's got to be taken. And as I said, The World Beyond was about, like, no, let's I think get the immune, but yeah. Not that he's immune, but in other zombie shows, there no, have yeah, been like. You're right. I just wanted to to state yeah, that. that. No, he's not immune. We're saying that Lawrence, Lawrence immune. No, this is kind of worse. Like this is like, and I, you know, I don't love that. I feel like consistently in the Walking Dead universe and in other shows, people of faith are portrayed as like having these like, like the idea that this child is like, so. That he's the he's the like she refers to him as the Messiah, right? He's the Messiah. Yeah. He's going to save humanity, and and Daryl's the only that, one that can do it too. That can take him, and it, right? It's not it's not clear. They're like, okay, Laurent is apparently like a genius because he can do a he can do a Rubik's cube. Obviously, like they show him do a Rubik's cube, which is like, and they're like, oh, he's you know he's like I'm really good at math, science, whatever. Okay, he's really smart. But yeah, I'm I don't. Sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking. You know how I solved a Rubik's cube as a kid? I took the stickers off and moved them. I get so bad at them. I removed the stickers. And put oh them really? In the I, I give up. Yeah, I never I, learned how to. I mean, to be fair, I never like looked up how to do it or anything either. I just I get so also, mad at them. I would take the stickers off and move. Them. You could also break the cubes apart and put it back together, which I actually thought we might see Daryl do before it was over. Um, oh, I didn't know you but, could do that. Okay, well that yeah, like, you can pop right better than what I did. <laughs> at any rate, at any rate, they're like, this kid is very intelligent. And, like, I'm not sure, like, do they think he's going to find a cure? <laughs> no, I don't – I think they think for religious reasons. I think – it's no, not yes, clear to me. I definitely me. think they think for religious reasons, but it's not 100% clear why he's – like, what no, was I mean, why he's going to save them or whatever. It's not – they didn't really No, explain. they don't even say – they don't even say he's a super genius. Like, at least in the world beyond – they were like, oh, Hope's a super genius, and we have to get her to the lab to study with – that they're taking all – like in World Beyond, they're taking – the serum is taking all genius kids to New York to, to be educated so they can find a cure in the future, right? That's, that's yeah. the World Beyond. But they're not even like – it's like Laurent's smart, but, I mean – He's not a super. He, I mean, he, he, he's basically he's basically homeschooled and has never, you know, like met another. Like, who knows how smart he is? And and he, we're not aware that he's performed a miracle. So at any rate, I kind of like. I I just don't. I don't like the sort of Catholic. Do do I believe in a Messiah? Yeah. Do I believe Laurent is the Messiah? No. Um, and that they, that I don't like my show to have this sort of magical thing that he's the, the yeah, Messiah. Yeah, I don't know. It's 
it's more supposed to be just that I, I don't know. It, it's not really clear, I guess. I mean, I think at one point they say something like that he's the, that he's hope or something, but like that's not well, really. But, the, but see, this so. show, this in the first episode, they haven't done the work yet to show what. Like, do I get why twelve years into apocalypse, people need something to believe in, and that people yeah. might come around an idea of a messiah? I get that. The show hasn't done the work yet, and maybe they will going forward, right? Um, yeah. And we'll hear more from Sister Isabel, is her name, why, why yeah. they believe I'm looking this. in, in uh, Sarah's recap to see if she, she had it, because she, she made sure it was detailed. So I, I was I, reading this tweet. It says, it, it just says that um, they say Daryl's the long-awaited messenger to deliver him to the nest. Yeah. And that he'll be trained to lead the world as the new messiah. So, yeah, it's not really. Yeah. It also made me think of of being trained to lead the world as the new Messiah. Remember when, like, on Preacher, they had that guy, that the, the Jesus clone that they were, like, trying to train him to be the new Messiah, except he was so inbred that he couldn't, like, even, like, but they were training him to be the Messiah, right? I never uh, got anyway, that. But what, what I'm actually thinking, what I was actually thinking about with this is, um, oh, I'm losing my, oh, I also don't, lo- I didn't love the part where they're keeping Father Pere Jean, Father John, they're keeping, yeah, like, he's turned into a zombie, right? Yeah. Like, how many times have we seen people with, like, a religious fervor keeping zombies alive because you they, know, I mean, her, Herschel? Yeah, but to, I agree with you. We've, we've seen it. We don't need to see it again. But saying that, to be fair, I can kind of understand that, like, a church maybe don't doesn't want to kill somebody important in the church even though they're you know a walker. Even they're dead? Yeah, because I, I don't I, know. I like I, I'm they not did. saying that it makes sense, but I'm saying I can see it. Like I I can see it happening. More so like at a religious place than like, you know, one of the other whatever else we've seen. And I could see somebody like having a kid that they didn't want to murder even though they're, they're not well, really alive, you know. But, but we've I mean, seen I, it I get, we didn't need to see it again. I agree look, with that. I, I got it better with um, Morgan being unable to, like, put his own kid down than I do with these people being like, we can't, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I did agree. appreciate, I and we're getting into this, but I did appreciate that, like, when Daryl asked them about it, um, and Isabel says, like, look, we're not, like, necessarily, like, really – like they're not she explains like they're not strictly come to welcome a number of faith people from all different faith traditions and they've sort of hybridized and grown their beliefs, right? Like she says like mm-hmm. our leader is a um is a Buddhist monk. And, you know, they're sort of so uh, I, I don't know, being everybody I mean I, being a, I don't think that a lot of mainstream faiths, though, however, are, like, very much, like, sure, we can't kill that, like, I don't know. I mean, they're dead, right? After 12 years, yeah. you know they're dead. They're I not in the, there. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but, yeah, I didn't but love it probably because we've seen it before. What I didn't love is that we've seen it on The Walking Dead. We've seen it on Fear the Walking Dead. We've seen it on, like, multiple incarnation yeah. where they have like a religious reason for and that they believe like that they'll I don't know anyway so I didn't love that but I you know I did like the nuns in general 
I liked how they had like evolved into some badass nuns. And Daryl's like, look at all these weapons. And she's like, oh, yeah, we know how to use them. We taught, we have to, like, times have changed. We had to teach ourselves how to use them. And I was like, oh, these nuns are, right? And then, um, and then, because nobody's alive, even if you're a nun, nobody's alive without having killed at this point, right? Yeah, we've said that before. Like, we know that. We know that much from the show. No one who's still alive has not killed. Um, So... I don't know. I, 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 and I, you know, I, I, I like the way it went. You know, Daryl's like, look, he's not, he, he didn't come to believe this kid is the Messiah. He's just like, look, will you help me? I'll help you if you help me. Which is, uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you're a Daryl Dixon fan, right? That Daryl's just like, whatever, none. I got to go to this place. And now you're screwed. Like everybody's been killed. They can't stay there. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I'll help you, but not really because I want to help you. Like it's transactional for Daryl, right? Yeah. Although um, he probably would have helped them in the end anyway, but I well, mean, maybe, but Daryl's got like, Daryl's got business I mean, to take care of. He would have saved them. I don't know that he would take the kid clear across the country, but I think he would have, but he would save them. You know, I mean, I think, I think if regardless. I told you by text that I also didn't love that. Once again, we got a villain who are like a bunch of assholes for basically no reason. They're super violent, horrible people. Uh, we don't know why. They seem to fancy themselves some type of militia or guerrilla force of war. We don't know. They might be related to the lady, the ship lady. They might not. Um, but they definitely, like, they definitely just, like, killed that old dude for no reason. And they definitely just, like, messed with everybody for no, what, right? They're just violent. And, and, uh, and look, slaughtering a bunch of, like, Daryl Dixon, he's a good guy. And, like, what? You just slaughtered a bunch of nuns? Oh, no, you didn't. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Daryl, <laughs> like, that's not cool. And Daryl knows it. Um, so... Like, yeah, um, I will say I was looking to make sure it was in there before I said it, and it is. Um, they had said in the um, in the interview that uh, the that um, that it's the same. Uh, it's the group that's run by uh, Janae. That lady. Yeah. That Janae. But, there's Janae. Yeah. The yeah, lady she's, who. She's uh, I mean, says she's their boss or something like that. Anyway. For me, for me being like, you know, I'm a person who very much is like, oh, we need women's representation on these shows, and why are the women so wimpy? This is like four villains in a row where the big bad is a woman, right? Like, Ginny was the big bad on on Fear, and um, that girl was the was also the big bad at um, at a Padre, and uh, like. But the two women in charge of the CRM and Jadis and like yeah. Pamela at the Commonwealth, like the Walking Dead universe, yeah, cool the last badass. like six <laughs> worst people have been women, which I, I like and I don't like, right? Yeah, well, badass women are okay. We would like them sometimes yeah. to be badass women and not be the villains, but yeah, badass evil women. Um, so, so let me. So we're going on for a while. What do you think about the zombies? What did you think about the zombies when you saw them in the first episode? When Daryl goes into that, Daryl goes into that warehouse, and the, and this is what I want. I hope AJ's listening to this because Daryl goes into this warehouse, and you know there's a bunch of zombies in there, 
and one of them puts his arm out. It grabs his hand. He grabs Daryl's arm, and apparently his touch is acid, and it burn. He burns Daryl just by touching him. And yeah, I mean, at least it's something they've added that's slightly different. I mean, I don't know that it's like the most innovative walker, but they added something different. They have a new name. They always have a new name for the walkers, which makes sense. Yeah. Every group something else. But um, I mean, yeah. It is, it is what it is. I don't know that it's like some big, like, makes them way more scary or anything to me, but it, it's well, something different. Although, I, I guess the fact that if they can't be touched by them, though, that could make things a lot harder if you think about it, of, like, how many times they've been caught in hordes. And even, like, when they've, like, put the blood on and, like, walked through a horde, and, like, that could become problematic if they're, like, can burn you, you know? Close. So. Yeah, I guess I I kind of felt like I mean I didn't really like it. I I I part of me is like wait they just introduced the fast moving variant on Walking Dead and they never really went anywhere with it or did anything with it and that show ended and now like we're on a different show and there's a different variant and like. Yeah, I guess could I there be if you're using variants, then do you have to admit there could be different variants in different places? I guess maybe, well, but that's not, I guess what I was going to say, depending how they could become like that, maybe I don't know. Like, is it a variant or is it just that like they've been in something that makes them do? I don't know. But well, I would have I would have yeah, definitely preferred if they were one of the other variants we've seen before, or if they made it the continuation of the whole France thing in World Beyond, like. If they had well, done more with that, you know, I mean. I mean, I I'm not sure I mind. I mean, I, I sort of really um, was intrigued by the idea that Daryl, this whole, like, the idea that he's a stranger in a strange land and he doesn't speak French. But he immediately hooked up with a bunch of fluent English speakers. So, I mean, I, I'm sure that we will see him struggle with the language yeah. at some point. But we didn't. I mean, he only he never he never spoke he's never spoken to a person who doesn't speak English so far in this whole first episode. No. The good guys but, and the bad guys, yeah, everybody speaks English. Be, which, yeah, but to be fair, it is an English show. But yeah, no, I, I know. But it. come on, but if look, Jamie, if everybody's going to speak English and he's not going to struggle with the then language, why make him then yeah, I know. Then, I then why he in France, right? Yeah. No, um, no, no, we. I just. I'm sure we'll see that. We're going to have to because that's the whole point, really in my lucky opinion. He found a French dictionary, right? He's just really lucky he found a translation dictionary. I know, right? So he can say, where's the bathroom? And the pencil is yellow. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I, but here, here's the thing about those variants also. So uh, it wasn't an isolated incident. Like, so, so it made me think a little bit about how they had all those nuclear contaminated zombies in there. Fear the Walking Dead. And only really one person ever got contaminated by radiation, which was Grace. Um, but uh, so it made me, these zombies are contaminated with some type of acid to their touch. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even like it you chop off their hand and their blood squirts out and they have acid blood. Like their touch was acid, right? Um, or caustic in some way. Um, but like, Later, when he when Daryl wakes up in the nun hospital, Isabel says to him, "Oh, you know, you were touched by a burner. We had to cauterize your wound because it was, like they have a name for it, they have a treatment for it. It is not an isolated incident. Like these burners are a thing that she 
is well, well aware of. And we question if it's just acid, why they would have to cauterize it though, is my other question. Like, is it that it gets infected and turns the walker? I mean, I don't quite, I mean, no, again, this is walking dead science. You have to, <laughs> I just well, right. thinking about yeah. it now, like, I'm just kind of like, what was the point to that though? Like, if right. you're saying I mean, acid, it, it doesn't necessarily well, she never said what it is. She just, just said called it a burner. She didn't yeah. say acid. It could be an acid. It could also be a base. Like, lye could burn your skin also, right? That's true. We're but, just saying acid because it looked acid. But it's just it was, strange. It was somehow it caustic. Why they yes. cauterized it, I guess maybe they didn't have, like, to neutralize an acid, you need a base. To neutralize a base, you need an acid. They don't have any kind of treatment. They have, like, basically medieval-level treatment. So... And, yeah, it's just a show, so they yeah. cauterize it. But I feel Something like that's not, an, that's not an isolated incident. No, right? it's not. She, we, I would we don't know how far away he is. We don't know how far away he is from that laboratory. We really don't know. And she knew about them. And they had a treatment and a nickname, and, like, they're a thing. And I'm sure we'll – you've seen the whole season, so you know if we see them again. I'm sure we will, because why would you do that in the first episode and never again? And yeah. and we do believe I do believe that there is a there's got to be there's a tie-in to that final episode of World Beyond was it World Beyond the final episode where we see the French lab and the people they're like you, like they intimate that it started in France right um, and that Jenner was in touch with them in France and there's like this whole back yeah in I don't know, I don't know yeah whether or not though those are the same walkers or the same I don't know. <laughs> I can't yeah. really say a lot of anything. I know but... you can't say, but so there was all of that. Um, I, you know, I thought it was. I, so my favorite scene was when Daryl was arguing with Isabel, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "You got a bunch of witchy stuff going. You got a creepy kid and a dead priest, and I'm out of here." And he's like going all through the weapons room, and as they're arguing, he's like, "Can I borrow this? Can I borrow this too?" And <laughs> like, he's gonna give it back, right? <laughs> Yeah, and he's like snatching all the weapons, and I mean, I think, I think those two have a good rapport. I like them as acting partners together. Um, I don't uh, wish to ship them. First of all, no. he's a nun, so we should not be shipping well, a nun, a, yeah, right? He's a nun. You don't gotta worry. But um, uh, and she was a nun before. She's not like a person who joined the convent for protection or whatever. Like she was a nun before the fall. Um, she is a, a person of faith, I think, really, truly called, you know, had the calling or whatever. Um, but I like them. I think I like them on screen together. They have a good chemistry just as like two survivors working together. Right. Um, so I like that. I don't love the kid, you know, how I feel, we feel about kids on shows, um, especially yeah. precocious kids. Uh, so, and this kid probably will live through the whole show i think so we'll see about that how that kid maybe i'll come to love that kid maybe he'll be great maybe he'll be like you know uh bella ramsey and be one of my favorite kid actors um because you know she was like 10 when she was on game of thrones uh anyway i still i still get upset i never took that interview that i got him done i'm always going to regret that (laughs) sorry uh so anyway uh, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... AJ's I said, not listening at all. This show is entertaining. Is it, you know, the most intricate, best show ever? No, but it was... It's fun. I mean, I liked it. Overall, I liked it. 
um, there are problems, I, yes, and you can rip it apart like any other Walking Dead show. Yeah. But overall, I, I like the show. I think it's potentially better than the Negan and Maggie show. Um, yeah, I liked. I think I liked because, it better. I mean, not that I didn't like Dead City. I did, but I, I think I liked this one Dead, better. Than Dead City was okay, but uh, you know, I, I, I thought Dead City could have done more with New York, and you know, I think the Negan Maggie relationship is always going to be problematic because they're just trying to like yeah. remake a character, and we want we. I, when I say we, I don't mean the whole fandom. I mean you and I Maybe. don't accept it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're never going to forgive yeah. Negan, so the two of us. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. And yeah. AJ has yeah. been listening the whole time. What do you think yeah. about walkers with an acid hand, acid touch? I don't care. <laughs> That's AJ's answer. I don't care. Yeah, we know you. Um, yeah. Anyway, it is. I mean, I mean Jamie's right. You know, it, it's something new and different. I think that's what they're going yeah. for there. Yeah. I mean, we also complain that the normal zombies have ceased to really be a threat. So, you yeah. know, I can't have it both ways. I can't say the zombies are no threat. And then when they make the zombies a threat, I'm like, more of a threat. Get mad. Right? right? right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering, though, with all these different shows, I'm wondering when they're eventually going to run out of name for, names for dead people. I do, I do enjoy that they're constantly each group of people. I mean, like, it's ridiculous, but it's funny. Like, it, I don't know. Like, I always think it's funny when you find another group that calls them something else. Like, eventually they're well, <laughs> on this show, they call them this the Hungry Ones. They call them the Hungry Ones. They call them the Hungry Ones. But that's the translation to English. She says the word in French. In French, it's one word. Right, but because French uses so many more words, like in the English translation is the hungry ones, but in in France it was Maybe like the hungry uh, ones. We can call them the. Hungry she says one word. I guess it's like if we called them like the, I don't know, the gluttons or whatever. Right, like she says whatever she says in English, it's the hungry ones, but it's you know. Um, Maybe she'll come around to call them walkers just for the benefit of all of us watching the show. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I would, you know, uh, it probably is going to do better uh, than the Negan show because of the millions of Norman Reedus Daryl fans around the world. And I, I got to say, I think that you've seen it. I haven't, but there were a couple times where I wondered how this story would have gone if Carol was there. Like originally it was going to be Daryl and Carol. And, like, would Daryl walk into that warehouse like a bonehead? Like, he walks in that warehouse, and he doesn't even barely no, look around, and then I, there's, like, 40 zombies. Like, I doubt he would have. <laughs> but, I mean, it would have been a or lot how, different show if it was Daryl's show. Or just, like, how would his relationship show. with – here's the but, other thing. This show is about yeah. escorting a kid halfway across France because he's a messiah. And how does it go when Carol is involved – with anything with a child ever, right? After what Carol yeah, said. Yeah, was it even like was it the same? Look at the story flowers. Or something completely different. We don't know. Um, and we yeah, never look at, will look, know. I guess so. every every child Carol has ever cared about has died, right? And so yeah. I feel like like def, I feel like definitely like maybe that's why a kid was involved in this. Like maybe that's partly where the story was going, like development yeah, of so, Carol and Daryl as the parent figures. Anyway, we'll never yeah. know. Could have been, but yeah, I don't know. Because uh, most of the bride was like France. No, sorry, 
tell me it was going to be shot in France. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyhow, I, we probably have hashed it enough. Yeah. And um, more to come. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Have you done some interviews? You've done some interviews that are up, will go up, will... Yeah, it's with um, the ones that play the kid, Laurent, um, the guy uh-huh. with the tattoo on his face, Cadrone. Oh, that's plays, how you know he's a bad um, guy. <laughs> the one who plays um, Janae and um, I'm looking up the other Janae, character's oh. name. The other one, I think the other one's name, character's name is Falou. I don't know how to say it. Um, Who's he? One of the one of the bad guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll butcher their names if I try to say their names, I'm sure, too. But the, case, the one who plays Louis Pusch, Giggly, Guzzi, and I apologize to these people because I can't say their names. Uh, Codron is, is Roman Levy, and, well, Janae is Ann Cherrier, and um, Eric Abounet, I guess you pronounce it. Eric, Eric that's right, they, they said it. I think they pronounced it Eric. Eric Abounet, who plays Balou. I'm not, I'm right, not well, good at French, French names. But anyway. Um, well, I guess more. props. Props to AMC for casting real French people and, like, hiring French people and doing, and you know. Del- and Fleur Delacour, who I will for, for always still think of her as I can't help it. Um, right, so, oh, she was in the interview day. also? You interviewed her too? No, 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 no. Oh. I, no. no. I just so you got. But I'll, I'll always think of her from that. No, she wasn't part of the interview. I was, but no. Um, so all the main supporting cast right now is who you got. Yeah, just those four. Yeah. But, um, Great. But, yeah, I don't know. They're not union members, so they were able to. Well, because to they're French, because they're, because, yeah, like European labor laws are very, they're not in the union, and European union laws are very different from country to country yeah. about what you can't, whether you can strike, whether you can't. Well, uh, like, look, look, I'm not French, but France has strikes all, like every kind of labor people are always going on strike. In France. Like truckers, a French truck, remember, like every summer they go on strike. They have a, they have a big tradition of striking in France. But the actors are well, strike. Either way, we support the the strike, but you we know do. these people are not part of it, and still got to report. Yeah, they're not part of this union. Not part of this and, union. So that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of it. They're not part of this union, so they're not on strike. No, they're not. Yeah, I made sure before we we don't want to do yeah. anything that's uh, you know crossing the line. Compromises. Whatever, but, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And maybe we'll be able to get some, you know, more, I don't know, hopefully, or maybe some directors or something. I don't know. Always well, trying. Maybe the stri- – I and, mean, of course, and we're all hoping this, everybody can get back to work that the strike would end. Yeah. So maybe that will happen. That they get what they need. Um, the other thing yeah. I was going to say before I forget, you reminded me when you mentioned it, uh, Fear comes back October – or yeah, October. October 22nd. The oh, final six or eight the final episode. No, no final. there's a final – you know how they like to. You know how they now nowadays they split the season and call it a new season, but it's really the second half of the season. It's the final. Yeah. It's the final episodes of Fear. It, it's um. The final. It has the potential to be awesome. Uh, eight oh. Excuse me. Excuse me. Eight oh seven. That was unexpected. It looks like it could uh-huh. be great, and it looks like it could be terrible. We'll have to see how it plays out. Well, I see. Um, Denai Garcia directed. Oh. Seven. I did not know that. I just happened to be Good looking at the at the press release. Uh, yeah, it's all because right. we we have screeners. It's um, I mean they're embargoed yet, but uh, embargoed right. for quite a while. But uh, yeah. it's coming back in twenty seconds. So, all right. 
Cool. Ready, Rue. Right. So, like I said, you can read uh, Sarah's uh, recap and her uh, season review as well. Awesome. That's up there. All right. And, all right. So, and is, that, is that all you've watched this week, Jamie? Uh, I think so. That we talk I'm about on the show. You have not watched. I you didn't watch Wheel of Time. No, I didn't. And you don't watch Ahsoka. And you don't watch it. I am going to watch Wheel of Time. A show, like I said, I started that and I just couldn't get into it, so I doubt mm-hmm. I will watch that. I'm not going to say I Because it's boring. You couldn't get into it because it's boring. Yeah, well, no, it's for not. somebody who's not like a big Star Wars fan, it's, it's going to be more boring not for me. Ahsoka, so. Wheel of Time. Wheel of time. I was talking about Wheel of Time being boring. Uh, oh, so I, I thought you were talking about Ahsoka. No, Wheel of Time is boring. Well, Wheel of Time, yeah, I, Wheel you time. guys didn't like that much, and I liked the first season, so. Yeah. Um, All right, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how you like it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's all right. Because I haven't seen anything else, but uh, we'll have you know more more yep. stuff to talk about next week, next I week. guess. All right. Well, yep. have a good right. night, guys. Have a good week, Jamie. Good night, Jamie. Bye, bye. Good night. Bye. All righty. So we have three shows tonight. Uh, what do you say? Wheel of Time. Do it. Yes. All right. Wheel of Time. So I think everyone was in this week's episode for a change. Um, I, uh, let me see. So there's the aftermath of Nynaeve coming out of the arches, and there's... Um, well, I only remember, remember, I didn't know what you were talking about last week. Oh, last week. In the yeah, arches. we're going to do three and four. We're doing three and four. So, okay, so episode um, three... So Nynaeve goes into the say, in episode three. Yeah. These um Yeah. These two episodes were better than the first two. Um that's for sure. Cause stuff happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um like the Nynaeve thing, like I thought that was I don't I I, I don't know how to read into what happened to her during the third arch. Um First of all, I think it's pretty messed up that the, the the way out shows up after she thinks she's already out. So how is she supposed to know right. to look for the arch? I thought that was after pretty messed say, up, number one. After, after the boss, uh, and after the Aes Sedai had told her, yeah, they told her it only shows up once. There's only one chance, right? And I think it was like right. almost and, like three times it came. And And she thinks she, but the thing is, she thinks she's out already. Like she was, like we yeah, see her falling, yeah, and that yeah. it's all black, and she sees, and she sees images and everything, and then she comes out and she's like, "Why can't I remember anything? Why?" Can't, you know, so she thinks she's already out, and she's like, "Fuck this place! I'm out! I'm leaving!" She meets up with Lan, they have a family and everything, you know. Yeah. And then the arch comes again, but that's the thing. She thought she was out the whole time, so why would she be looking for it in the first place? But why so, did it come a second time? After she missed it the first time, why did it come the second time? I don't Is she know, that awesome of, of, of an Isodyne? Well, yeah. So that, I mean, is is she that awesome of an Or, like, did the Isodyne lie to her? I don't, is that a lie that they tell everyone who goes in? I don't think so. Or I think they, they genuinely want her to succeed, well, they probably right? Don't, maybe they don't know that, that, that it can happen. I mean, maybe... From their all their own experiences, maybe they oh, don't yeah. realize it's that they can come again. Because maybe well, because other people that have, because there's some people that have never come back. 
Right. And so maybe, maybe that's they why they think. had the same experience. Maybe they don't come back. They think they're out and living their life. Right. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I was kind of wondering also, could it be because she's connected with the dragon that, because you know how the five of them are so connected? Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I'm still not convinced that there's not something going on there that even though Rand is the dragon, you know, are they all five? I mean, boys, this last season, are they all five? I don't think it's the five. We don't think maybe, the five of them are the dragon, but maybe. Maybe. So maybe. You take maybe the evil five one little dragons, and maybe you take five little dragons and make one giant dragon, like oh, you know Voltron. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Voltron, um, because because I was. So in that vein, I was thinking, did the evil, what's he called? The, the, not the dragon, the one who's the evil guy, I forget his name. Um, like, could it be yeah, that he that. like did that to her, that he like, you know, that he interfered. So I kind of prefer your idea that maybe it has happened before and they never came back and that's why. But I was thinking about like, did he mess with her? Uh, to try to keep her in there because he's trying to prevent Rand from having any support or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not articulating that well, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. No, there, I get what, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't understand a lot of what's <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot to not understand about this, right? <laughs> um, so what else happened in the, in the previous episode? Oh, so there was a, like, that's when, it was in the episode three when other things you didn't know that I was talking about. Is that when Matt gets out, when Matt escapes, or basically yeah. the red lady well, allows when she them, them to out. escape? Yeah, yeah, that's when she lets them out. Holy shit, did you, did you just hear that? There's like yeah. lightning right. yeah, and thunder like right over top of my Is house. That what that was? <laughs> yeah, it was a huge clap of thunder right over the top of my house. Um, and like there's pouring rain, which I'm surprised you can't hear how hard the rain is raining. Um, nope. I have to have my windows open because no air, no water equals no air conditioning. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, so she basically, uh, she allows them to escape, right? She's like, oh, I'm done with you. I have nothing to do with you. I was just messing with you, and you don't know anything that I thought you knew. So you can go now. Right? But then it turns out the, the, the psychic chick is actually it's a, a setup, plant. right? Like, like yeah. the psychic chick is a plant. Uh, uh, and she Which I thought was pretty obvious. To, well, yeah, but Matt is not the smartest of these of our characters, well, no. right? <laughs> no, he's not. And he uh, is the horniest. Um, and he, you know, hot chick prisoner in the cell next door. So it's a total setup. Uh, that you know, she wants Matt to think she sees no value in him, but actually, she's still like. I think there might be some value in it. Um, but his story doesn't really go that far from there, right? Like, uh, you, know, like you want to know something really funny? So, yeah. the cold open of episode three was 25 uh-huh. minutes long. Holy crap, so was it really? when the title... When the title screen came up, I looked at Ari and I said, it's been an hour already? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, that was the title. He's like, he's like that was the, the, the intro. 
I was like, oh my god, I saw, you know, like I saw the skip intro, and I just my brain automatically went to because I didn't realize that that was the cold open. Like everything that happened to Manise was the cold open. So like half the show was the cold open. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, shows are doing that a little bit. Like Star, uh, Star, not Star. Star Wars was doing that a little bit. Um, that the cold open is a different amount of time, maybe. Um, yeah, but, but 20, over crazy. twenty minutes. That's twenty minutes. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Um, I mean, I feel like Marvel was doing some that don't have any credit sequence until the very end, right? Like sometimes on a Marvel show, yeah, it's not a cold open; it's just the show, and then the credits run at the end. Um, right. But um, so so Nynaeve ends up being like super freaked out by this whole experience, right? Um, and she's kind of a jerk to Egwine and everyone, but I kind of get it, right? She's, like, very, like, she she says to someone, I guess just to Egwine, she says, I was there for years. She feels like she experienced that whole relationship. Even though she was gone for minutes in our world, she's, like, I was gone for, I was there for years. She, so, to me, that helps me explain it better, because the end of, like, at one point when she, she comes out with that baby and she doesn't have the baby in her arms, she's crying and crying, and then she's so – and I was like, what's the big deal? Like, it was a hallucination. You know it was. And it was only when she said I was there for years that I was like, oh, wait, what? No wonder she's so messed up. Yeah. Well, she had, like, uh, an eight-year-old daughter. Well, and she had this man that she loved, and they were together, and the daughter, and, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that which was – I guess she much better. Which is going to be interesting going forward to see her relationship with Lan when he goes back to it. It was actually kind of funny because he's going back to the tower and she's leaving. Well, she hasn't left the tower yet because she got, they got their asses kicked, um, which surprised mm-hmm. me when they, tried to, when they went to leave the tower. Like, why – you know, I don't understand her sometimes. I, li- I, will, I can't remember her name right now. I like that character. I know, she, you know, she's kind of like – you know, the mean one and everybody doesn't like her and everything, but I like that character because I think she's really well-developed because she's very layered. And people like, assume things about her. And, and people assume, assume things about her, part, partly because I think they she wants people to assume the worst of her. Um, but yeah. why tell Nynaeve about Perrin if you don't expect her to do something? And then when she goes to do something... You, you blast them into a wall, which actually, I, at first I thought she was going to, I was like, she's going to help them. She's, she's not going to, and then she blasts oh, them. She's like, I really am yeah. sorry about this. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? But I wonder if that was because the princess showed up because she says to her, she's like, you're going to complicate things. Yeah. So I wonder if it's because the princess showed up that whatever her plan was, she had to alter it. Yeah. I, I mean, because not, I mean, it's a problem. So first of all, she just doesn't want a third person to be involved. And then, oh, to make matters worse, it's the princess, right? Yeah. Um, who you can't just kill <laughs> or otherwise get rid of. Um, so she's a problem for sure, yeah. Um, it has to be dealt with. The, character, uh, the, the princess is named uh, 
I want to say Elaine, but I don't think that's her name. Is it Elaine? We were t- yes, because last week we were saying all their names rhyme. Iguine, Iguine, Nini. It might be Elaine. I'm not sure. And I, I like the princess. She's a nice yeah. person. And I like, I keep calling her the Red Lady, which is Melisandre from Game of Thrones is the Red Lady. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of felt like, like, I can see what you're saying. Like, it does, it like, does it feel like she's not the villain? I mean, she is the villain, but she's going to try to help them. I mean, she obviously, she doesn't want the dark one to succeed. She's not a dark, a dark right. friend as they call them. Right. Like she doesn't, she just has a different method. And she also is a little bit like she's arrogant and sort of like power obsessed. Like she's always like, we women need to take our yeah. power. Like we, like, why are we like, like we could rule, like she's a little bit like, one of those people that's like, oh, I could rule the world with this magic kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which is never a good sign in one of these shows. But, um, yeah, she can't, she, she can't only be an antagonist. And she really, like, did have hopes for Nynaeve, right? Like, they all push Nynaeve too far. Yeah. They all push her too hard. They're all like, oh, she's the most powerful person ever. Uh, she's the most powerful channeler we've seen in a thousand years. Uh, that's great. She's probably not ready, but let's push her because we're like scared and, and desperate. But what makes it worse is right? Nanise doesn't even want it. Oh yeah, they're definitely desperate. I mean, the dark ones there. Yeah. So I think that that just like, enhances the whole situation. They're like, we need to have our weapon ready now, ASAP, whether she's ready or not, like to have that conversation about it. Uh, but she doesn't want it, which is like, you know, and, and that's, I mean, I guess that, so that was in episodes two and three, I guess, is that conflict with Egwene wants, Egwene, 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 she wants it Egwine. that, like she's all in. Egwene is a believer and she wants it. And she's like has to like just clean crap off. Apparently, a big part of your training is cleaning. It's like wax on, wax off, um, <laughs> right? And like she's willing to do it because she wants it so bad. And then her friend is like has so much more talent and doesn't want it, right? It's very yeah. um, uh, yeah. Uh, but that seems to have passed between them by the end of the fourth episode, right? Where they seem to be like, she's like, wait, what? A mission? Forget it. I mean, I'll leave here. I'll quit. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's go. Let's go see yeah. our boys. Well, I mean, and that's, well, that's the thing. I mean, they're all so close that, you know, parents in trouble, they're, you know, it, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Which, yeah. speaking of parent, I really, I really like parent, except for one thing. Too. Is it just His storyline is slower than molasses? He, well, I don't care about the, no, not so much that. Actually, the storyline started to pick up with you know him finding out more about mm-hmm. his wolf heritage. But he whines about everything. He's always whining. Okay, but remember, his wife's only been dead for probably a couple months, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I can do that. Like in the opening episode, his, was it his, his wife? wife Did they have a kid, or was it only his wife? But like they, they she was killed. Things. Yeah, and they were all killed before his eyes, right? Like yeah. in the first episode. Yeah. So I mean, he's yeah. a little traumatized, right? He's been through a lot, poor yeah. guy. Yeah. 
But they all have. traumatized. Well, they all have, right? Like someone else found out that the dragon were born and all this stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I do, I kind of like that wolf guy. And I like his whole yeah. wolfiness. Um, and the dark one knows it. And they're, like, we've been, they're all like, we've been following you. We've been watching you. And, and that guy, Elias, is the wolf guy's name. He's like, I've been following you. And he's like, if you've been following me and you knew, why didn't you tell me? And they're like, well, you weren't ready yet, right? Uh, and the dark one, I don't know what the dark one's deal is because with Perrin and with Rand, I forget his name. His name is Ishmael, right? Like Ishmael, yeah. He could have killed both of them easily. Like, I don't understand why you send your hot woman to, like, seduce him and be his friend and blah, blah, blah. And she could have killed him. Like, was she trying to kill him? Or was, like, when she, in the end, when she ties him to the bed and. I don't think she's trying to kill him. I think they want his, I think they want his power. Yeah. And so she, but, like, she, so then she, because she was like, guess what? I'm a monster, too. And she was about to maybe reveal her plan and magic eyes him. Like, magic starts flying around there and she's going to, like, magic it up. Um, And. Yeah, it just seems to be a typical, like, why does the villain have a complicated plan? Like, 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 couldn't she steal his power while he's sleeping? Like, couldn't she, right? I don't well, know. I don't think, I don't also, think it's as easy as that. I, I, I don't know the degree to what they're, they're no, you know. you're right, we don't. We, we don't have enough information. Did you see that coming? Yes, I could kind of see it coming. Uh, he was... Like, because Maureen was on a mission, and she was looking for him, and, you know, I also kind of, I felt a little bit like these are two of the most powerful magicians, if I want to call them that. Like, Rand is the Dragon Reborn, and the woman whose name, I want to call her Celeste, that's not her name, but the woman that he's been, Yes, that's you know, it is Celeste. Celeste, she she's actually like Moraine says over in the episode that he's woken up this woman who's actually the most powerful of the Dark One's minions. Yeah. Like she's more powerful than Ishmael, and yet yeah, she can't they die. both. But they both like don't notice an ice die sneaking into their bedroom. Like like I know that Moraine doesn't have power anymore, or she did manage a little bit of weak power in last week's episode. But I I was like. What good is your power? Like, like a Jedi can sense another Jedi creeping up on him, right? Like, they can't. Like, yeah, well, they're not they like so, that, though. Were they just so hot like, to have sex at that moment that they lost track of everything around them? Like, like what could Rand you can't... Rand is not. Rand is not <laughs> yeah, the greatest <laughs> bulb. Yeah, but the, but that's the thing. But that's not the type of power. They don't have that type of power. Their power is magic. Sensing yeah. things around, you know what I mean? Like, I, guess. I mean, to be I guess. fair, she was Rand, Rand's vision of her was blocked by her, by Celeste, so he would have seen her sneaking yeah. in. Yeah, and I really don't know what Celeste's abilities are, so it, it's yeah. plausible that she snuck up on them. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it was funny because well, my first problem was when they were having sex he started to, before he burnt the, the house down, um, he was channeling during sex, and she didn't, you know, and I was like, what's that? She you know? didn't freak so out. So later, <laughs> right, so I didn't think nothing of it, 
And then later, um, when when he kills the no face thing demon. Um, it's called a uh, yeah, it was a fade. He killed the fade. Her, yeah, the fade. So and then she starts freaking out. She's like, "What the hell?" She's like, "What are you? You know, why didn't you tell me?" And she's acting all surprised. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, you knew, lady? Did she <laughs> did she not see all the colors flying around him while they were having sex? Like, I'm like, maybe she had her eyes closed. And how does <laughs> and how does he not and how does he not know that she's you know what I mean? Like, I was very confused by that. Yeah. Then, but but then I find you know when we realize that she's the bad guy. I started thinking, well, maybe she did see it during sex, but kept didn't say anything. But why wait? I I don't know. That 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 I I just I don't know. That's the whole problem. <laughs> but oh at that point, yeah. Artie was like, Artie says he goes, she's gonna die now. He's like, Rand's hat, you know, Rand's relatively happy. She knows who he is now, so she's got to die. And I was like, I don't know. She seems yeah. like she might be around for a while. And then they start reading the prophecy or the, or her vision or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, my God, she's that thing from the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, which they kind of, like, kept that close to the best. But you're like, oh, yeah, that was a hot woman with long hair. <laughs> you think yeah. it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They kind of. Yeah. Um, and so – Right before that happened, before it happens, was it, it was before, right, where Maureen comes, she, like, as soon as she, okay, Maureen, by the way, her sister is totally justified. Maureen is a total jerk to her sister. Oh, absolutely. In 60 years, Maureen right? is a total jerk like, to everybody. She is, right? And she doesn't even say, like, you could say to your sister, like, I'm sorry, I don't have time for this. I'm legit trying to save the world. She doesn't, like, offer any excuse. She just continues to be a bitch nah. to her poor sister, right? Um, with no... Which, that was another so thing I that I found funny. Why did the butler or the, the door servant, whatever the heck he was, he goes, there's somebody here for you. And she's like, who? And he's like, your, el- your oldest. And I'm like, so your I thought sister, it was her he mother. He your older sister. He says your older sister. Oh, he did say sister? You missed oh, it. I yeah, he, he said, said your older sister. Oh, okay. I no, he said your older him. sister. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, because you know she, uh, the magic makes them not age. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no that, age, that, right? I yeah. that that part I yeah. understood. I didn't yeah. hear the sister yeah. part. I just heard your oldest. Yeah, he says your older sister. He does say it. Okay. Um. Then never mind. Yeah, her sister's <laughs> totally justified and totally right. Yeah. And Maureen's a total jerk. Um, and acts like she owns the place. Um, and I got all of that. Um. And she, you know, but she goes to, the, as soon as she said, I'll have a bottle of your, of the whatever kind of wine from the cellar. And like, oh, that's the wine that that guy wanted, that the the false dragon wanted, right? Oh my God, yeah. I can't believe how much rain came inside my house just now. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> that's the, that's the wine that the false dragon likes. So, you know, she's going to see yeah. him and she goes to him. And she said to him, I want you to train Rand how to channel. Teach him everything you know. Um, but never tell him, right? Because she's trying to, I guess, because she's trying to prepare Rand for what lies ahead, for what's coming for him, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, but she doesn't want to. 
I don't know. Like, why is it just picked up with Rand and be like, hey, man, listen, you got to let this guy teach you. It's not part of her plan for some reason. Um, oh, my God. There's, like, there's nothing straightforward like, on this show. Five feet into my house. No, nothing straightforward on this show. And, I mean, she has re- – you know, Rand did say, like, I don't want to hurt anyone I love. No one can know where I am. So I guess she's trying to not, like, you know, um, freak him out. He is quite a skittish little boy, isn't he? Um, and she's trying to, I guess, you know, not upset him or whatever. Uh, but so she's going to pay – she's like, I'll, you know, I'll basically pay you uh, – uh, to now, teach him everything you know. What do you, what do you think when she says, if, if you do this, the next time I come, I'll leave the knife? Now, oh, yeah, and that's the evil knife that Matt got obsessed with, right? Oh, okay. See, I, I got to pay more attention. <laughs> I mean, nah, I, I, that's sense. what I think. I mean, it didn't, it didn't have, like, distinguishing features that I recognized in that shot. But I think that's the cursed, the cursed knife that Matt took from that evil creepy city. Right? Yeah, but why would she want? And, and why would she want to leave that with him? Why would he want that? Don't I mean, know why he would want it. Good thing. And and I don't know See, why you want a crazy channeler to be able to have it either, right? I took it. Oh, I I think I took it as maybe he wants you know because so he he's locked up. He wants to kill kill himself. Yeah, that's how. That's what I. That's what I wanted to ask you. How you took it. Like you've given me a whole new thing to look at. My initial th- thought was um, for him to kill himself. Uh, I mean, that's possible uh, that she wanted to let him kill himself. Yeah, that's believable. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I thought it was the evil possessed knife. Uh, and that because it's a magical item, he, I mean, it could be that it has, I don't know, has less power. Could she have diminished its power somehow? Could it not? I don't know. I don't know. But I thought, immediately I thought of that knife, cursed knife that caused so much trouble earlier. I thought maybe that's what we were looking at there. I don't know. Gotcha. We'll find out. We'll find out, but... Yeah. Uh, it's a possibility, right? Yeah, anything's a possibility on this show. Yeah. Because we have no uh, idea what's going on. I have to say, I, I didn't expect to see the, that guy again. Like, I mean, it's like what making guy? sense oh, in the oh, yeah. story, the but dragon. That, yeah. the false dragon was not, I figured, like, he's not a person I, like, really ever thought of again once he was gone. Um, no, I didn't either. But yeah. it does make total sense. That he's still around. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't kind of realize. I mean, he must. She wants him to teach. She wants him to teach Rand everything he knows about channeling, right? Um, it didn't really like. I he's in this insane asylum, and it hadn't really occurred to me at first, like that he might still be a powerful channeler. Like, is he? Is he? We didn't, haven't seen these guys channel in the asylum, right? Like, is he, like, no. oh, well, he's able to channel? Is he able to? What's going on with that? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he, they could be drugging, you know, he could be taking medication that subdues him, like some kind of, uh, um, you know, mild sedative. 
Yeah, or, or like a magical sedative, like the Aes Sedai could maybe like yeah. do something to right? But right. when he was in that cage, he wasn't able to really channel. They had like yeah. done something. True. Yeah. Uh, to him to like restrain him. Like he has a restraining ball. Oh, you know what? Maybe they. Now, right? Yeah, or maybe they like found his powers or something. Yeah. Like a bind, yeah, binding spell. It, yeah. I don't know, but I feel like I feel like that might be a mistake. I feel like what good is really going to come of that? Um, because oh. again, like okay, I know that she's lost her magic, but. Like, was there ever a plan well, that she herself was going to teach him to channel? Because wouldn't that... Well, that's, that's, I mean, I guess... I guess well, that's the thing. aren't allowed to teach men. Because, um... I don't know. I feel like about, it's more about Rand... More the fact that Rand doesn't want to learn from her. I mean, they didn't exactly yeah. have the greatest of partings, you know? No. So, was kind of I don't know. Fault. Not hers, but well, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, he was like, "Get away from me!" I mean, the whole no, thing. I mean, was, I, I get it. He doesn't want to hurt the whole, anyone. The whole thing was a clusterfuck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, we've covered. I guess we've covered the whole bunch of them, right? Yeah, Aaron, I Rand, think that's Matt, pretty much it. And the girls, yeah. It, it, it's like so. I'm, I'm going to agree with you that these two episodes were better than the previous two and that it might, it generally is getting better lately. I'm not going to say it's per, it's absolutely better, but it generally is getting better, I think, lately. It's more... And I don't know why... I don't know why, because I, I haven't read the books, but apparently um, the internet buzz is that um, the... Um, book readers were very happy with the fourth episode. Oh yeah. I don't so know I why. Specifically. To whatever they think is supposed to be happening. Yeah, I I don't know why specifically they were happy, but they were. Okay. Well, all right, good. I guess. I mean, it's a hugely popular series. You know, they need to be watching it if it's going to stay on. Although this is another thing where Amazon is so in money wise, like. Maybe they are just never going to stop, but but yeah, it for sure was better. So, all right, I guess we got it covered. Moving right along. Moving right along. Okay, what's your fancy? What's your fancy, AJ? <laughs> Ahsoka. Ahsoka. All right, I had oh, um. Yeah, I can't wait. I, mean, I want to hear your thoughts before I say anything. There were ways in which I liked this episode better. I mean, this was mostly an action episode, right? Like a lot of basically, there's three. But this whole episode takes place in like probably like an hour, right? And there's like three fight scenes. Uh, and but then have we really gotten anywhere? Some of it was predictable. I. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I, so I, I like the action, and then there's some stuff that I that I don't love, and I don't love some of the. I don't know this was another one that I was like, wait, you're a Jedi, and you and like these are the decisions you make, and this is how you. I feel like Ahsoka is not. Okay, the whole part where the robot says, "Stick together, you two are so much better when you're together," and I was like, oh, clearly they're gonna stick together for like two and a half minutes. 
and that'll be the end of that, right? And that's exactly what happened when things go to shit. I really didn't like the part where where Sabine hands over the orb at the end, but I was like, oh, he must be doing the Jedi mind trick on her. Why would she do that? And then she gives it, and then we see, um, what's her name, the Padawan, but she wasn't Jedi mind Nobody Jedi mind tricked her, right? Like, she handed it over because she loves this missing boy so much. Like, I feel like this was an episode where particularly not good for those of us who haven't seen the, the previous, the animated series. I just felt like I had no, I could not understand in any way why Sabine would do that. And I was like, shit, did I need to watch five seasons of Rebels to understand this moment? Because this is the most stupid thing any person in Star Wars has ever done. And she doesn't have the Jedi mind trick to like, she just did it. And, and I, I think they have not done a good enough, if she did it because she loved, okay, so this guy Ezra, She's not in love with him. He's like a brother, right? She loves him like a brother, I guess. Yeah. And she loves him so much that she hands this thing, like she, like I, I, she was like, wait, I can't even, like, they have not established this relationship in a way that this scene rings true to me. And so, am I, am I right? Like, did you watch five seasons of a previous show and you get it, or do you not get it? Oh, I watched five seasons of a previous show. I was not happy okay, at good. all. All right. So it's not it's right, not so, me. It's not. No, it's, it's not it's us. It's not just you. Okay. Um, after the episode, on probably like a forty-five minute disagreement on uh, everything that took. Yeah, uh, about the whole thing with Sabine. So everything leading up to that. I thought it was pretty great. I thought the fight scenes were good. Um, yep. You know, everything. I enjoyed everything up to that. So where my problem was, all right, now, now here's the thing. Definitely without a doubt, I mean, as Filoni has said, he, you know, that he, you need to watch, and this is, this is season five of Rebels. It, it, there's just no splitting hairs about it. Um, mm-hmm. Getting new, you know, getting new viewers is, it seems to me, is the farthest thing from Filoni's mind because if you haven't seen Rebels, then, you know, you don't get that at all. And that's what you're supposed to win. Yeah. And that's the, where the argument, but the argument I had was. But you've seen Rebels, you've seen Rebels and you I felt, what see, I, I get it, but I, I, but I disagreed with it. So, like, basically, Artie's argument is, that Sabine will do anything to get Ezra back. And he thought, you know, I was like, that is, my, my first thing was, I hated that because I felt it was very out of character for her. She doesn't but do she things like do that. Yeah. You know, she, like, like, Ezra sacrificed himself to get rid of Thrawn. Like, Thrawn was such a threat that, like, had Thrawn, had Thrawn, had Ezra not done what he did, Thrawn would have been right alongside Darth Vader ruling the universe. Okay, Thrawn was a okay. huge, huge, huge threat. Okay, getting rid of Thrawn uh-huh. hurt the hurt the Empire, and Ezra sacrificed himself. Now, to be fair, Ezra's sacrifice—he didn't tell anybody what he. Well, actually, that's not true. He didn't tell specifically Sabine, what he was doing, because he knew she would try and stop him. He'd try and stop him, Um, right. 
so she, you know, she was, so she was obviously very upset when he, you know, left and everything. But at the same time, that's, and there's my argument is, I understand that she wants him back at all costs. You threaten the orb, that you're going to destroy the orb if he doesn't, if, if, uh, uh, I can't you remember the, the, the Yeah, that bad, the that bad Jedi. Yeah, um, let, you need to let, she, that he needs to let Ahsoka go, yeah. or she'll, yeah. Yeah, she said, yeah, she said, step away from Ahsoka, and then he, like, just, like, whips his arm out, and Ahsoka goes over the edge of the cliff. Now, yeah. Ahsoka is very powerful with the Force, and falling off a cliff is not going to kill her. We all know this. Sabine should know this, Okay. Now, yeah. why let now he you know he starts puts his lightsaber away, starts talking to her, and he's like, "You want this as much as I do?" Blah 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 blah. And she gives him the damn thing, and I'm like, "Yeah, why would you? Why do you? Why does a, Sabine believe anything he is saying?" Right. He just you just you just threatened the orb. He did not listen to what you said, and he knocked Ahsoka off the cliff. So why would you believe yeah. that anything he is telling you right now that he's not going to harm you that he, you know is true? Okay, you're going you to be reunited with believe... your friend. Blah blah. Yeah. yeah, you have no reason to believe this guy at all. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as she gives the orb, trips. What's it, what's it, trips tricks? Whatever the hell her name is. That girl. Yeah. She starts uh, force choking. Yeah. yeah. She she starts force choking her. And, yeah. and to my surprise, he's like, he's like, no, let her go. I, I, I told her I wasn't going to kill her. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but for all yeah. he knew, he could have been like, yeah, finish her off. And it would have been a wrap. Yeah. So yeah. it just, for, for me, it, and again, you wouldn't know because you didn't see Rebels. I felt it was extremely yeah. out of character. Now, Artie's argument was, oh, they, they did stupid shit like that for each other all the time. I was like, but Sabine never did. Not once did Sabine ever give in to anything for anybody. She always found another way. So the fact that yeah. they did that with her, and just it really rubbed me the wrong way. I really feel like the only reason they did that was because you need to move the story forward because we clearly have to get to this other universe or galaxy or whatever it is. We're, episodes, we're drawn. Right? That- that was episode four of six? I think it was eight. Or there eight. There's All right, eight. still, There's we're halfway eight. through, right? Things got to move along, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And, but that's, yeah. the, that, uh, you know, so I get it from that aspect, but I just really felt that that scene was so out of character for her. Like, that scene really pissed me off. And oh, Artie well, was completely on the other I, side I, of it. So, I, like I said, for, for 45 minutes, we argued about this. Um, huh. And then the, what makes matters worse for some, you know, for not a non-viewer of Rebels like you, I know where Ahsoka is at the end. You have no idea where Ahsoka I, is like, at the end. Hell? I'm like, she's in some sort of magical alternate universe. Like, what the hell was that? And the, the part that I'm not down with the most of this show, I was thinking about this because, you know, uh, Elsbeth Morgan is is a witch of some kind, right? And I don't really, on the one hand, I'm not, I'm like, witches really come on Star Wars. On the other hand, like, we have seen the Jedi, people, like, I forget who it was who referred to um, Ben Kenobi as that old wizard, right? Like, okay, the Force is basically 
could be witchcraft, right? Like, is her, yeah. is she just a person? Is Elizabeth Morgan and these witches, are they just people who use the Force in a different way than the Jedi do? Yeah. They just have different rituals yes. and different ideas, right? And they're essentially yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're, sensitive, right? Yeah. And, and there's a point where, where that, where, um, the Jedi Master, we don't, we don't know his name, right? Where he says, like, oh, witches, and he acts like he's all witches are around. Okay. I'm like, or, yeah. He, no, that's from. But he acts like he's no, all nervous like all witches. He acts like he's all nervous about these witches, and I'm like, wait, they're just basically like Jedi. They're basically just force sensitive yeah, people, right? They to give um, to give you a better idea, they use the force, but in a way that's really evil. <laughs> like, so you so you've seen them before. They're not a new introduction. Yeah, this. yeah. This is yeah, yeah. The, the sisters are they're all right. So the, the, the sisters of Dathomir, they're from the same planet as Maul and his kind. Okay. So they're connect. Yeah. All right. So there's, so a, there's a big connection there. Have, they're basically just a different tradition of the way they use the Force. Think of think. All right. So they're like trying to think the best way to explain. It. Like they use the Force. But they experiment and shit, and like they like they've used they use the force in a way that nobody ever has. Like they're like really like they they do make potions and and spells and stuff, but it's all force based. It's all the force. So they all right, and yeah. and 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 the Jedi frown upon the way they do this, but I mean to also be fair, like the Jedi was very sort of, I don't know, part of the reason the Jedi died out was because they were so prescriptive, I mean, okay, Order 66, but also they were so prescriptive and so like, like, who can use the Force and who can't, and who's going to be trained and who's not going to be trained and like all this kind of stuff, like did not play, right? They didn't want to recognize other ways of, like... Well, unfortunately, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious after all these years that the Jedi are are, meta, are are modeled after the Catholic Church, you know, for the most part. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. For, for, for yeah. better or worse, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, 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 so the Catholic, not, and the Catholic Church in, a, in one of its worst periods. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and they're like, so, they're like, our way, or it's my way or the highway was sort of always how the Jedi were, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and of course, you always had those bucking the system like Qui Gon and and Obi Wan to a mm-hmm. certain degree. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, but as far as Ahsoka and where she is, yeah, so that is called where she, What the fuck? Yeah, no. Right, where she is, it's called the world between worlds. And what that okay. is, there are pat. It's it's basically time travel. Um, there are pathways. If you if you can find an entrance to the world between worlds, there are pathways that you can go to different points in time. Um, it, it basically, it's basically it's basically a time travel interdimensional thing, um, but it's not easily accessible. Right. Um, now, here's my biggest problem with this. Uh, I can't wait to see how they explain this one away. In Rebels. They sealed the entrances. 
they they sealed the entrances so that nobody could ever abuse it and use it for evil. So okay. how the hell she got there by falling off a cliff, I have no idea. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to watch the next episode tomorrow and find out how she got there. And that maybe is where Ezra and Thrawn are. No, they're in, no, they're in another galaxy. No. Uh, Ezra and Thrawn are in another galaxy. Um, oh, and, and you know what the, the worst part about the, you know what's about the worst part about the entire episode? I love seeing Hayden Christensen. I love, you know, that I know that he's I, he's going to be in the next episode more prominently. Yeah. But that CGI was yeah, the anti-de-aging was not good. Oh huh? my god. That was atrocious. That was like, I looked at him and I was like, it looked like somebody took some clay and just made a mold yeah. of his face. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, not wow, good. that is just really, really bad. <laughs> I was like, holy yeah, crap. I agree. That has got to be the it worst really CGI bad. I have seen on any of these shows, which surprised me considering it's fucking Disney. <laughs> they got yeah. more money than God. <laughs> I mean, come on. They ha- and they have short change. Like, I mean, we've seen some bad CGI on the Marvel shows. They have like, this looks bad. Um, that was, which is which is funny because I forgot to mention it last week. I was gonna, um, when we were talking about Indiana Jones. I loved those opening scenes because I thought the de aging of Harrison Ford looked great. Oh, I did too. I thought that was good. Yeah. But yeah, the de aging of the de aging of. Uh, Hayden Christensen was not good at all. Was not good. Uh, didn't do anything uh, for. It didn't do anything to like heighten my excitement. It made, it, it was terrible. Yeah. No, that was um, that was bad. But yeah, for so for me as a non as a non rebels watcher, and, and I've watched a bunch of. I'm not totally without knowledge of Star Wars, right? But I yeah. found that I was like, wait, between between Sabine's bad decision, which made no sense, and as I said to you, I was like, wait, is it because she like loves this friend so much? No, because it was idiotic. Um, so that yeah, that bothered me a lot. Um, and then being in a magical world, uh, or as you say, a time trap. But you can understand how to me, I'm like, wait, was that mad? Like. We're talking right. witches. Was that some kind of magic? Like, what's going on? Why is she? Yeah, that was very. Yeah. Um, that was a frustrating thing to to watch, also, and be like, "What's up with that?" It like yeah, it was not a. Especially con- like I said, especially considering in Rebels they closed the door. So how the hell? And it's just random that, that she got. The, I I just I can't wait to yeah, hear the explanation. Yeah, because like this, this guy, this bad. guy is not a an unusual. He's like a Jedi, right? He has he's a Force user, and he's like a I mean, he's a fallen Jedi or whatever he is, right? This guy. And I don't know, yeah. was he was he in Rebels? Was he a known character also? No, he knew. He's new. He's new. But he doesn't appear to be extraordinary, right? Like he's a He's a no. trained as the Jedi, and he's a, but he's a he's a normal run of the mill kind of Jedi, I guess, right? He's not anybody who's extraordinarily talented yeah. like Anakin was. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he feels how. I mean, he's uh, he was a youngling, you know, that escaped oh, Order yeah. sixty six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess they all have to be at this point. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, all right, so I'm glad it wasn't just me. But it's interesting that, like, you could be so bothered by it and already could be into it. That's right. Not into it, but he gets it. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Teenager. I'm just gonna. Stupid. Stupid teenager. I want to explain that away by stupid teenager. All right. I agree with you because for me, <laughs> I, I mean, for me as a non-watcher, everything I've seen of Sabine, that's not her. Right. The little I know of Sabine, the right. character they've established, would not do that. And I mean, I exactly. guess maybe Filoni telegraphed it to us because there was that scene where. Yeah, there's that scene where Ahsoka's like, listen, if we can't go, nobody can go, and we need to make sure, and can I count on you to destroy it? And Sabine's like, um, yeah, right? And so you kind of know Sabine can't do it. Like, that, that's telegraphed you know pretty loudly. She, yeah, she doesn't need to destroy That's the thing, though. She doesn't need to destroy it. She can find another way. Sabine always finds another way. She could have tried to run away. Yeah, she could have tried that, too. I mean, granted, they should not have allowed themselves to be separated. Listen to your robot. Don't be separated. Um, Yeah, well, there's that, too. You know, they played it like there was no choice, but, like, really, they shouldn't have, right? They made a a bad decision there. Um, uh, Ahsoka's not really a great, I don't know. I was going to say she's not a great master, but, you know, there's this part where she's maybe not trying to be Sabine's master. Like she said last week, like, I don't need her to be, to wield the force. I just need her to, like, train and learn or whatever. She says something like that, right? Like. Yeah. I did like the fight. Like, the fight scenes were pretty decent. They were better than some of the fight scenes we've seen before. Um, on this and other Star Wars shows. And I like the part where you think Sabine is trying to use the force. And um, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I like. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" And I was like, and then I realized she's just tricking her to use her little uh, rocket from her her yeah. wrist rocket. That was great. Yeah, that I was totally awesome, fell for right? that. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" I'm like, if she didn't use the force, and then no, it's just a little fake out. It was kind of awesome. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, pretty I did great. like that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so all right, so we have some frustration with this that we'd like to see explained. Um, oh, my God, there's still a ton of lightning. Um, just didn't, yeah, it just didn't. Anyway, it was okay. Like, I liked the, the fight scenes were good. I liked seeing them. Um, and, you know, it was, it was faster paced. Uh, to me, Ahsoka is still kind of like, I don't know. I'd like to see her show a little more personality and emotion, maybe, uh, so I could like yeah, root for her. I, I'm not and sure. Be more into her. I, honestly, I mean, I think I feel like I get why she is the way she is, but at the same time, I just have a hard time believing that she is that. Like even like even in Rebels and and Mandalorian, she had more spunk to her than she does. Yeah, in Mandalorian, she she had personality, right? And she, like, when she came to the gates, remember she comes to the gates of that fortress and she makes, like, sort of a cool little speech, like, you better come out out here and I won't kill you kind of thing. And she she showed more spunk, more zip, more more personality. She just doesn't have a personality. Um, And 
she really is, it, it's her show, but right now it's Sabine's show because Sabine's got the personality and Sabine is the person I'm kind of rooting yeah. for or mad at or whatever, right? I'm like, Ahsoka got thrown <laughs> off a cliff and we barely even care about it. We even talk about it. We're like, Ahsoka got thrown off a cliff, whatever. She's not dead. She's the force. Why would this guy think she's dead? Uh, he must know she's, first of all, like, you know how Jedi are always like, I can sense a, a tremor in the force. There's another Jedi lurking around here somewhere. Like, and like when people die, like, like, if he's a Jedi, if she died, he'd be like, oh, yep, I felt the force snuff out. She's dead. Uh, he doesn't like, well, I don't know, I'm picking on it. I'm picking on it just because. Yeah, it's only certain. I mean, he's pretty it's not powerful. A, and he's maybe not as powerful as like an Obi Wan or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan, Yoda. I guess because it was just not explained to like she falls off a cliff, and then the next yeah, I'm interested to see yeah, where that well, goes in the know, also, But it's it's going to be one of those explanations of the next episode. You know, it's just yeah. a little cliffhanger. Yeah. Well. Thank you for reassuring me that it's not just me, that I just don't get why no. this episode happened, the way, what was going on with this thing, and why Sabine acted like that. Uh, yeah, I was not happy. No. I so. I thought it was really that part of me was like, do I just not understand how much she loves this kid? Um, but that's not it. Particularly a show where nope. we have seen people like have to sacrifice their loved ones routinely in Star Wars, right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll give it a chance. I guess she's beloved, and 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 I think that. So I I think that the fandom, the Rebels and the Ahsoka fandom, like generally think highly of Filoni, right? Like it was exciting that Filoni's doing this, and he's directing the next oh, Star yeah. Wars movie. And people were psyched about it. I don't know if I'm psyched about it. Depends yeah. how this goes, whether I'll be psyched about him directing the next Star Wars movie. Um, well, I mean, but... you know, I mean, for the most part, every everything that Filoni and, and Favreau have touched has turned to gold, except for Boba Fett. Except for Bo- Boba Fett, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, this one, not so much, but we'll see. I, I and, and to be honest, I haven't looked... I haven't looked, maybe you have, to see what the fandom is saying and if the fandom, like, liked the no, I or not. You're saying no. I haven't I haven't looked. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Just what yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. All right, let's all move right, on yeah. to Invasion. Right. Okay, episode three of Invasion, it's called Fireworks. Um, the kids, the, the British kids are not in it. Everybody else is. Uh, huge shit happens in this episode. How uh, how'd you like it? I mean, uh, let's take. I okay, like let's it. start I, with. I, I, yeah. I really like the stuff with Devante. With our Trevante. Yeah, right. I, I did too. Like this is this is where he's all in the jail cell, and that woman. I wonder yeah. her name is Rose, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah, it's um, Rose. And he's trying to. Is Rose? I'm getting better at this. Yeah, it's Rose. Um, <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, let me out." let me have my notebook. And she's like, you people and your conspiracies. And like, I, I liked all that. I like Trevante is, is one of my more favorite characters. Like Mitski yeah. got an important storyline, but she still bothers me, Mitski. Uh, but Trevante, like, 
I mean, he he's yeah. I like that storyline, and I feel like that's uh that's um that's the that's like a real it's not a conspiracy theory, but he's really sort of getting at the heart of like some serious mystery shit going on there, right? Like thirty six people yeah. are missing in that thirty six, thirty seven, thirty nine. Like a ton of people have been missing many. in that town, right? And and they didn't go missing because a bomb hit their house and their body was never found. They're like abducted or some shit, right? Like they just went missing, well, no, like uh, Sam Neill in the knows. first episode. <laughs> nobody knows. They just they disappeared, just disappeared, right? Like Sam Neill went into a cornfield, never seen again, right? Um, and it's Sam Neill's town. Uh, and they're all just missing. So, and I don't know. I, like, so I, I'm not saying because I know what's happening in the next episode because I don't know what's up with that. Like, why this town? Or could there be other towns like this around the world where people, like, what's going on? And are they, like, like, I don't even know. Like, do you have any ideas about what's going on in this town? Well, we don't know. Tremont, all Tremonti knows is the numbers well, and the badge is all I figured out, right? Well, you know, like Rose said, it's not so much ground zero, but it kind of is. Especially from a, a, a TV yeah. viewer's point of view, because that's the first thing we get. But yeah. we haven't heard about this happening anywhere else with this many, you know, like there's definitely something about this town <clears throat> that, <clears throat> that has something yeah. to do with something. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what or so, why. And it could right. be something naturally in this town that, like, the aliens are after. But it also maybe. could be, like, resources they want. Like, maybe there's oil or diamonds or whatever under there, right? I don't know. Or, or maybe they drop something there like, and they would come back for it, like, I don't know, years later or I don't know. Um but I liked all those scenes with him. I, I like him and Rose. Like, they have some good chemistry as, yeah. again, not romantically, just as as people who might or might not work together and as actors together, right? And I, I like I like seeing, you know, most of the, this episode where he's just trying to talk his way out of the cell. And he, I, I, Actually, I really like the part where he's like, oh, yeah. Special Forces. I did two tours in Afghanistan, and two tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, and, and like, he obviously thinks that's going to win him some points because he, I guess, is used to that like whole, like, thank you for your service kind of thing. And she's like, oh, one of you guys, yeah, whatever. Like, that, like when he says that, it just makes her even less likely to listen to him. Yeah. I love that, right? <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, whatever. She's not, like, buying that at all. Uh... I like her a lot, um, but we didn't get – he didn't get any answers, really, out of that. Um, no, but, but she found you – know. you know, but they, they – the pieces are coming together there, so we'll get more of that yeah. after the next episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Mitsuki, I mean, she had a big to-do because, you know, uh-huh. I love that when she's like, do that again, and they and they don't show us. She's like, do it again. Okay, do it again. They're like, what the hell's going to She's like, get out here. And they're like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Which helps them, it, it then was, they, you know, locate the other ships and get a big yeah. win. Not, not they do get a big win. I mean, it, it's a little, 
I mean, thank God for her because it doesn't say much for the world that however many months, it's been like four months, right, since they managed to bring down those ships. And and those people are there in there. Nikhil, who is the worst, right? Nikhil's there. He's got a super fancy lab and all his people. And they're like, oh, this is garbage data. We just throw it away every day. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like, like she, in one second, like, she's the only person out of all the genius scientists who figures out, like, she's like, well, if it's sending well, the every day. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, when she solves it, it seems a little, it seems a little obvious, but they probably are making it something that we as the audience can understand. Because sometimes I don't understand what she's talking about. Sometimes her science is a little like, is it above my head? Is it too woo-woo? Is it just spoken too quickly for me to get it, right? right? Like sometimes she's like, oh, the frequency module of blah, blah, blah. Let's bring down, let's take down the ship. I'm like, what? What did you just say? But, you know, she's like, immediately she's like, um, it sends a signal on the same frequency like every single day. What do you bozos think that is, right? Um, and she figures it out, and they bring down these seven ships. And I, I kind of love the part where Nikhil's like, well, 70% of the Earth is water, and maybe it won't kill a lot of people <laughs> when they yeah. crash. Um, uh, I mean, that was huge. I, I also kind of like the part where we got to see the president and the idea of how the world government is. What's it called? The World Defense Council, right? Like, um, on the one yeah. hand, I, on the one hand, I do not believe for one minute that the world could put together that kind of a cooperation in four months or four years or 400 years. Um, I guess the threat of annihilation by aliens was a big motivator, um, but that we've got this world council and that an African woman leads it is just generally, I'm like, oh, this is a really great world in this show. Um, Because probably Russia and China and the U.S. would be totally unwilling to talk to each other in this situation. But anyway, I kind of liked it. I liked that we got an idea of how the world is working and that there is some sort of effort to fight back. And, like, I, I, like it was helpful to me to see all that, how that's working. Yeah. And it, it helps to under – it actually – I don't know. On the one hand, I'm like, does that help me understand the military? You know, Trevante went to this town in Missouri, Minnesota, Missouri, wherever he is. Um, Oklahoma, he's in Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. He went to a military base, right? And there's a military base there, and there's some – I mean, he ends up in jail because he tries to go on the military base. Or he does go on the military base. And they had these weird, like, things they were growing in jars and shit, right? Um, and there's some weird stuff going on with the with the military. And – Actually, it's not clear, and maybe never will be clear, I don't know, are they, to me, I feel like the military is acting, whatever they're doing is not because the president of the world out there on the TV told them to do it. Like, I feel like the U.S. military might be acting secretly on their own, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what they're up to. I don't either, but they seem to be right there. I mean, he's an Army guy, and they're like, you're out of here. Um, uh He's also, he's not just a random army guy. Like, if they have any kind of record, like, his military would show that he managed to get out of Afghanistan. You know, like, what he, he's a hero. Um, yeah. Whatever. Uh, uh, 
so anyway, I did like that whole part with the World Defense Council and how that you know they, the president makes that speech on TV, and the part I like the part where Nikhil explains to her and she goes, "Are you insane?" Um, and then Dick Klingall said, "I liked all of that." Um, don't know what's going on with the weirdo blob alien, but you know. Uh, and so yeah, then, that wasn't really a factor in this episode. No, it wasn't really, and it yeah. Um, and then we had Anisha and her family having like, like a totally different experience. Like, like what, like, I mean, I guess I kind of like the part that the show is showing, like, like Anisha's living kind of on the front line. Like she's still like, wherever, wherever Travante is, when he was in Miami, there were no aliens around. They're like having a party in the backyard. They're not worried at all about being killed by aliens. And then he goes to this town in Oklahoma, and nobody's really worried about being killed by aliens. I, okay, you might disappear and get abducted. Whatever happens to you, you disappear. I mean, actually, it doesn't have to be aliens. It could be the military that's kidnapping them. Who knows, right? But people are disappearing out there, but no one's really, like, worried about these alien, like, little monsters coming and killing you, right? And then Anisha is having this very, like, behind enemy lines kind of experience where aliens are still around killing people. Um, I, I guess I just kind of like that we're seeing people experiencing it at different levels. Like, Mitski, is, her experience is like being way up in the government at a very high level of, of dealing with it. And Anisha's like, I don't even know what the hell's going on. Is there a government? I don't know. I just, every single day, might get killed. Well, you know, I like Anisha, but... This this that, really I, the last couple. I mean, I, I just I was I was really hoping Luke was gonna die when he ran he's off. So annoying. Um, he's so, he's, he's, such, he's such a little shit. Um, but it's like in this episode, especially you know, I think okay, you know what they they've got a chance they can relax a little bit, calm down. They've got they're with a good group of people who can keep everybody you know everybody pitches in, keeps each other safe. And mm-hmm. the whole time she's like, you said I could go. I, I want to take my kids and leave. We're, you're taking me someplace safe, and that's the end of it. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Why would you want to, like, what, what is her plan? To, like, find a cabin in the woods somewhere that the aliens will never find and just hang out with her and her two kids for the rest of her life? Like, what exactly is her game plan here? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. Not, I, I understand. Not, I get it at first. I get it at first, and she's scared because they have that, because the government's looking for her, because because they have that that whatever the hell that debris is that seems to kill aliens. Um, yeah. I you know, and then and then uh, the daughter disappears at the end, which was really weird and random. I think she just ran off because she she's had enough. <laughs> yeah. Enough of Luke. Uh, yeah, you would think that if somebody was going to like. Um be kidnapped or abducted if that's what would happen it would be Luke right because like Luke goes into like a like into like a trance at the beginning right like and he you know he now can like sense things and whatever and not now I mean he's always been sort of affected right but he 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 goes into that trance and like you like he he's the one Sarah has no Sarah's not force sensitive or whatever it is, right? Sarah doesn't sense the aliens or 
Uh, and she, so yeah, it does seem like maybe she just ran off because none, none of these kids can ever do what Anisha tells them to do. Sarah's better, but you know, um, yeah, I don't know what her deal is, Anisha. And I don't like why she takes this shit from Luke that he's like, we left dad behind. Like it, to me, it was very clear in that scene that the husband, whose name I forget, really sacrificed himself like he like they were being yeah. chased and he's like anisha run and he i mean it, it was the old it was he was such a coward for the whole first season and then he finally does this one good thing he gave like he gave himself up he says anisha run and they run right and luke like i yeah. like i get he's you know like 12 he's traumatized but he needs to like be like no we didn't leave him he told us to go like he, he was killed sorry right but we didn't leave him yes we ran and he stayed but yeah, Luke's just bullshit. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's not. He's he's he's. For me, I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm. I don't feel sympathy for him. And I'm like, I don't have a kid. Like, would I feel different if I had a kid? No, you think he's a little. No, you will. No, he's yeah. bullshit. You do not. Yeah. Um. And I think you're right. She's with what appears to be a good group of people. Um, that guy is his name Clark. Clark. His name. Clark. I can't get yes. his name right. Yeah, Clark. Shut it's up! Clark. Oh my God, I get every name right. And You're in a roll tonight. Is, his daughter's name is Ryder. Um, that I'm Ryder, not sure. Uh, but he appears to be a good father who, even though he's like they're in sort of a dangerous business or job or whatever mission they're on, like he cares about her. He he, he clearly cares about Anisha and her kids, and she's just so. I, I don't know what happened to her in her life to make her so, like, like she had this real, like, it's not like she's a person who, I don't know, I could see, like, you know how in the beginning when Trevante was in Afghanistan, I could see how people in Afghanistan would be like, oh, my God, we're we're not trusting anyone, right? I know that she's a, and it's not, there's we don't know anything in Anisha's background that, that she experienced in the past that would make her like that, right? Like, she doesn't have a backstory of, no, I think it's just everything that's going she's on. Fearful. She's just, she just doesn't trust any people. It, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I feel like being with people is the way they're going to survive, right? Um, and she's like, we'll take the ride to the next refugee center, but that's it, and you don't speak to my kids. And, like, yeah, I don't really – I don't really – I know she's trying to protect these kids, and I guess she thinks this is the way, but being a bitch to every single surviving human being is, like, not the way. And and I mean that because she's not – even when she says thank you, she says it in a really bitchy, ungrateful way, right? Like, even when, yeah. even when she says words that might be nice, she is not nice. She says, we'll take the ride, as though she's doing him some kind of favor – by accepting the ride to the refugee center, right? right. Not like, yeah. oh, thank you for giving us a ride. We really, I really thank you, but she's like kind of a, I don't know. And yet, look, having those two kids might drive anybody insane. So, I, yeah, I don't know where any of that's going. Um, and, and, yeah. I, and I don't know why. So do you see there were like dozens and maybe hundreds of aliens coming down the mountain after them when they – Yep. Um, when they have to save those people. Uh, yeah. And we have it. Like, you, know, you, know you know what it looked like? Because of the way they shot it, 
it looked like a bunch of spiders crawling down. It did, right? It was shot, like, at a distance. Yeah. I mean, they are like sort of spider-like. Of they always have been, like, a little bit spider-like. Yeah, um, but, That reminds yeah. me, that really is something I've seen in this episode, which bothered me a little bit, was when when Misky's in the lab in Brazil, and she's sort of, you know, she gets all shouty sometimes, we got to work on this, and she says something like, we don't know anything that's happening. We don't know why. There are more of them every single day, and we don't know where they're coming from or why that's happening. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, there's those little spores everywhere all over the place, right? You know how, like, Anisha found one in a guy's body? And then last week when they were all all on that door, when those guys were like, come out of here, Jam. You can't can't breathe. Come out. We'll take you somewhere. And they see all those things, and they run off. Like, and also, like, there are drop ships. Like, they came in drop ships also, right? Like, I didn't really get, like, like, how has nobody noticed that these spores are obviously how they, I don't know if they multiply or those spores are shot down to earth and they grow into aliens, but it seems to me like I'm not surprised there are more every day. They're like, they're taking over the planet. Like they're growing them from, yeah. I don't know. I was a little surprised. Maybe I don't really get it. And maybe that's not important. And here's, here's the other thing that I'm, I'm wondering do we even know what, the, like, I, I feel like the, the the glowy, blobby, abyss-looking thing uh-huh. is the, and I, I feel like, I feel like the, the spore creatures are like drones. Like, I don't even think they're the, you know, they're like the weapon. I don't even think they're, like, they're not part of the, the, the you know, maybe they're slaves. I don't know. They're not the but aliens not that are taking even... over. They could like they're an alien. They're not. They're, they're, so slaves is they're an alien. They're an alien species, but they're not the aliens that are taking over the planet. The glowy blobby thing is. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, like, they're not even a species. Are they technology, or are they a species? Well, they could be. Te- they, but, I mean, they could be. I mean, cause I, like I said, they kind of. They, you know, when I first saw them and the way they move and everything, the first thing I thought about was like nanobots. Yeah, or a little bit also, not really, but you know how, like, Terminator 2, like, moved like a fluid kind of? Yeah. They have that movement, but, I mean, they could also be a, okay, you know how the Terminator T1, the T1000, is a cyborg, which is like a metal skeleton with living, actual living flesh, right? Like, like a cyborg is like a combo of technology and living flesh, right? Right. And could those, could those, if they're drones or whatever you want to call them, um, could they be a combo of technology and living tissue? Could which be. they probably are. I mean, they are. The inside of the. They are sentient. Yes. Um, they do. They seem to make their own decisions, and and yeah. Uh, but the big crashed spaceship that's inside. That's that's in Brazil. That the lab, that like the blob creature, there. That little lab is inside the ship, the crashed ship, right? Yeah. And that ship seems to be a combination right. of like bio, bio living, like living. Well, it's, it's a living ship. It's a, it's a bio organic yeah. ship. Yeah. So those drones could be bio organic. So what what I will say about that is watch the next episode, episode four, drop tonight watch it tomorrow 
or whenever, my interview with Eric, um, what's his last name? My interview with the VFX director for the show should go up maybe mm-hmm. tomorrow night on Sci-Fi Vision. So watch the next episode. So there's a bunch of spoilers. It, we've been holding this because there's a bunch of spoilers for the next episode, the tunnel. Gotcha. And so I'm saying don't watch it before you watch this episode. Watch this episode, watch the, because he had a lot to say about about the the alien spore creatures, and we didn't want to drop okay, it cool. until he says a right. lot about what Obviously. they are. Uh, he actually, so I will tell you, awesome. he does use the word drone. He does use the word drone. Um, <laughs> so you're right on that. He uses the word drone, but there, there's some information comes out. in The characters learn something tomorrow, tonight's episode, and then he has a lot to say about it. And we held it because we didn't want to spoil what the characters are going to say in the episode that dropped tonight. And he talks about the blob creature. He talks a lot about episode one and the blob. We're calling it the blob creature. I, he doesn't call it anything, but um, he talks about how they created it. Because, you know, it looks like mercury and it looks like water. And he talks yeah. about how they created it. He doesn't, he doesn't give it a name. But he also talks about the, the black spider sport, the drones. Um, gotcha. And so just make sure you watch the app before you re- watch the interview. Right. And he was great, and um, he said he would come back and talk to us again. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so I have, I have a quick, bunch of questions. Quick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What? what? I just have no, so many ahead. questions about, like, I have so many questions about how these three things, these four stories go together, right? Which was the story, which was the question from the first season, but, like, how does what Anisha seeing all these, like, drones and, like, why like why are they in British Columbia and not in a population center like Miami? Like, how are you trying to subdue the human population and not go – you're in London, you're not in Miami. You're, they were in Long Island. I assume they were in New York City. They're not really in Brazil. Uh, like, what, like, what's the strategy there? Uh, like, yeah, that is a big question I have. And then how it's related to, like, Trevante having, like, a – like, Trevante's story is, like, the X-Files, right? And everybody else is, like, Independence Day, and mm-hmm. he's living the X-Files. <laughs> uh, and so uh, so next week's episode, I, I will say the episode that came tonight has a lot about the kids, uh, Jamila and Monty and those guys. There's a lot about – there's a lot of it set in, in the U.K. Yeah, I figured there would be a bunch of them since they weren't in the last episode. Yeah, the next two, really. So, all right, so I interrupted you. So you had a little thing you wanted to oh, no, I was, say about the show? I, no, I was – no, it was, a, it was a little side note. Um, so the kids and I watched uh, uh, Two for the Road last night, episode of Lost, which oh, yeah? is the episode – which is which – is, if you don't remember, is the episode where uh, Libby and Anna Lucia get shot by Michael. And I got to tell you, it is so much fun watching the reactions of people that don't know what's about to come. (laughs) And it's so funny. All these years later, the reactions are the same as they were for us. Really? So I'm watch, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I'm looking at Artie and Damon, 
and Anna Lucia gets shot, and Damon was like, what? And I see Artie just, like, he just has this look of shock on his face. And then Libby gets shot, and both of them are like, what the hell? <laughs> and all I could think about was how we were all like, eh, Anna Lucia got shot. Why did you, you kill Libby? <laughs> all right. Right, she walks in carrying, like, a picnic blanket, right? And she surprises yeah, she Michael. Yeah, blankets, yep. Yeah, it's just yeah, so just, funny that after all these years, everybody, everybody still has the same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares oh, about yeah. Anna Lucia. Wow. Everybody loves Libby, and yeah. You guys are still pretty uh, early in the in the series. That episode, well, it's, that's it's season... To, it's season two, episode 16, maybe. Yeah, so... But think about it. It does go quicker after season three because all the seasons are shorter. Are shorter, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but still, yeah. That was a... So yeah, I, was telling, I mean, that's amazing. That, yeah. that was a blowing away... That was, an ep- that was a moment yeah. that we spent the whole next day in the chat rooms on the internet talking about it. Yeah. But I was, you know, I was telling them how... I'm still to this day. I'm still a little angry that Libby never got her redemption story, her, her her episode because they killed them both in the same episode. I know, right? They killed them both, and that was the end of it. Um, like we and never, they're not in the church. We, yeah, we only get Libby. Yeah, well, we only but we only get Libby's. Well, they're not in the church because uh, Hurley is uh, the caretaker. He's, he's the caretaker. Yeah, yeah. And they were not everybody. They weren't everybody's friends. Yeah, um, and her was not there. Yeah, even if she is meant to be. But you know, at least uh, they went on to. Ha- you know, uh, I mean, Michelle Rodriguez went on to be a, like a big movie star. And uh, uh, what's her name? The one who pl- uh, who played uh, Libby? I forget her name. Uh, Cynthia Watchers, right? Cynthia uh, Watchers. Uh, she's on general. She's been on General Hospital for a long time. Um, oh really? I didn't know that. Yes, her character is engaged to Sunny currently. Oh God, another one. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that must be really fun. Like I have often thought I would like to watch Lost with a person who's never seen it before, and just watch that. Like, because yeah. I, I can never get back. Like you can never watch it for the first time. I would love to watch it. I would love to forget that I watched it and watch it again for the first time. But the closest thing you yeah. can get is watching it with someone else. Is it? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, is Alyssa watching it with you also, or just you and the boys? It's hard enough to, and Junie, me and the boys and Junie. But see, Junie, when she was with one of her boyfriends, they uh, kind of watched ahead. So she, uh, so we haven't even caught cool. up to where she, like, she's already been to, she's already been to New Otherton, like the book club. Um, oh my God, that's way, so, way far into the, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So, yeah, so the four of us are watching it. And, you know, I got and I got to say, even, even this is my, all right, the original run, uh, rewatch, um, lost con rewatch. This is, this is my fourth or fifth rewatch of the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm still, I'm still picking up on things that I didn't see before. Yeah. I love pointing out things. Like, every once in a while, like, it's like, everyone, especially, like, Damon, he doesn't always recognize people right away. 
like in the episode, you know, like we get more of Anna Lucia and Christian in the Outback that episode, yeah. you know, and he didn't realize it was yeah. Christian at first because it's been a while since we've seen him. So I was like, Damon's like, what? Damon's like, are we supposed to know this guy? And I was like, yeah, it's Jack's dad. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but there's sometimes we're all like, but there's, but there's, but there are times where like, you know, I mean, you know, everybody with their damn cell phones and whatnot. Got to look, you know. Oh, yeah. my friend texted me. I look at it real quick. I was like, no, you. I was like, I'm gonna say. I, like, I swear to God, I'm gonna start telling you people to put your phones on the entertainment stand when we watch Lost. I was like, you look away for a second and you miss something. Oh my God, I can't imagine understand. that. I, I remember that like people would not call. I'd be like, don't call me on Wednesday night. Like the phone ring and yeah. I'd be like, I can't talk now. Bye. Alyssa, like, right. Alyssa, Alyssa trained her parents not to call on Lost night. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, very few people had a DVR. You couldn't pause it and rewind. Like, I was recording right. it on, like, a VHS to, like, rewatch it, right? I did, like, I, you I did have D- Yeah, I did have DVR at the time. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember rewinding shit and pausing it and screen capping and, yeah. Definitely in season one, which was 2004, I was definitely having a VHS tape and recording it to rewatch. Um, I might have got a cable DVR later, but I was definitely recording on a VHS tape in 2004. Um, I mean, 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm really jealous about. that you get to have that experience. You got to see, you got to find a friend that hasn't seen it. I know, right? I have plenty of friends that haven't seen it because they're losers. Uh, so I'll find one. I'll get it going. I'll do it. It's time. All right. So, all right. So we should probably good wrap talk. it up. Good meeting. Good, good, whatever, yep. not a meeting, whatever this was. Good podcast. I know what you meant. Um, uh, great talk. Uh, we'll be here next Tuesday. Uh, same lineup, same four shows. Nothing new, I don't think, is coming out next week. Same four shows. I don't think so. I feel like something's coming soon, we'll but not chosen. quite yet. We'll have five. If you guys can get on The Chosen, we'll have five shows next week. The Chosen? Uh, the Changeling. Oh. The Changeling. I'm sorry. Changeling. Not The Chosen. I know. The Chosen is that show. I, 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 the Chosen yeah, is that show. Yeah, no, about it's actually funny. <laughs> I actually, I actually, the last night of the night before, I almost watched it. It's pretty good. I, I went to, oh, you know what? Three of them together. I went to watch Invasion. And I was like, ooh, the Changeling came in. Because I, I had it in my, up, my, my upcoming. Because um, uh-huh. I don't pay attention when shit starts. I just happen to stumble across stuff sometimes. And I was like, ooh, the Changeling. Because I really, I love um, um, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield, yeah, he's great. He was, he was in it. Um, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you watched Atlanta. That uh, show I didn't watch that Donald Glover made. I didn't I, I love uh, Atlanta was really good, and he was in that, and he, I loved his character in that. And then there was that. Um, he was in oh, Judas was and the West, Black Messiah. He was fantastic in Judas and the Black Messiah. And then there's that Western um, on Netflix. Oh, what the hell is that called? With um, Idris Elba and a bunch of other Didn't names. Watch it. But he's in that also. He's in that also, and was amazing in that. So, yeah, he's he's really good in the Changeling. Um, watch it. If you get a chance to watch it, we'll add it. It'll be great. 
Yeah, we should. Yeah, all right, we should definitely add it. So, all right. All right. So maybe we'll have five shows right. next week, people. All right. Thank yeah. you, everyone, for listening. Turn. Have a great week. Hope you get your, uh, you too. your hot water back soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm going out of town tomorrow, so I'll get some hot water someplace that's, else. Uh, that's true. Thank yeah. you, though. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye.